Welcome to the Godless Revolution, everybody. Hey. Hi, are we recording now? Oh, are we? Re- <laughs> oh. We're, we're hot. <laughs> I'm just, okay, oh, I'm just no babbling warning. on here. No huh? warning at all. I was... Hello, hello. So, I was, I was thinking that I would try to do a little saying beforehand, but then... Oh, you did. Then I, then I forgot about it, and I, oh, okay. didn't, I didn't get one ready. Yeah, we are Sans Ryan Yeah. this week, and Sans Sound Engineer with him. We miss you, Ryan. We, we hope you're plus, having, fun. having fun. We are plus a Grant. Yes. Hello. Grant Larimer. We've exchanged one tall, bald man for another tall, bald <laughs> That's man. That's right. We're, because we're interchangeable like that. You're, you're like those Lego people. <laughs> I have I have a bald Lego piece here, and I'll no, pluck just it out and put another out, one right in there. another one in there. It's the same fucking brain. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I can't remember what Ryan said he was off doing. I just have fewer tattoos. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Ryan does have a few. Yeah. I can't remember what he's doing either. He's got some cool tattoos. I like Ryan's tats. Yeah, they're nice. They look very nice. Like, it's it's a good... It's a good blend or mesh on his arm. It it looks looks nice. Yeah, Ryan's hot. Wait, what? What? Well now, now I need to go get a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, you do. I know. I've been I've been needing one for years. I finally figured out what I want to get. I just have. Do you not have yet. any tattoos? I have no tattoos. I was really? in the army eight years, and and I went through eight years in the army and never got a tattoo. That's kind yeah. of amazing. Not even like a fucking prison tattoo. I mean, like yeah. eight years in the army, and then however many years as an atheist, and no tattoos. And no tattoo. Well, well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, so tattoos for me have always been. I didn't want to get something typical. I didn't want to get something average, you know, the tribal thing. Nothing against the tribal thing. I'm not, not but like a buddy of mine has has um, has a picture, <laughs> has a tattoo on his shoulder of the first hard rock album he ever bought. It's it's that one with the hand with the razor. I can't want to say it's ACDC, but it might be Metallica. Hand with the it's razor. Back in the eighties, and it it was his introduction to heavy metal, and so he tattooed that. Because it was so meaningful to him. That almost and sounds his, more like quite no, not quite right. It had like no, I'm pretty sure it was probably Metallica. Yeah, I don't they, know. I they did use a lot of blades in their artwork, though. Uh, quiet. Oh, Riot. not. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of Queensrÿche. Oh, but yeah, Quiet Riot. Yeah, yeah. that's and Quiet, quiet Riot's Riot. Old, had, yeah, they're they're super old. They're they're like early eighties. Yeah, yeah. So, so I always wanted whatever tattoo I got to be really deep and meaningful in my life, like that. I haven't. I up until a few years ago, I couldn't figure out what that was, what that meaningful thing is to me. Yeah. And I, I finally figured out. I just haven't done anything about it. Yet. What is so, it? It's a dragon. A dragon. A dragon. Because okay. I, I grew up. I grew up playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. When I was a kid, I used to as love any good it. geek would. As any good geek would. But it was more than just a game. There was something about that time, the the medieval time, 
and, and the whole idea of chivalry and, and knights and fair maidens and not to be too sexist and all that. But, you know, I... The, yeah, dude, you can't use the word knight anymore. <laughs> well, I can't use it. Apparently, I can't use and fair maiden. chivalry maid, or fair maiden, maiden anymore. All of that is now verboten. It's all verboten! Knight! <laughs> but, no, I mean, there, there was this concept of honor and chivalry in, in that uh, mythical time of... Of uh, Dungeons and Dragons and and that that well and I would I would say and all of the, those things but extend that out to you know courtesy and goodwill exactly, and exactly. just and, overall compassion and 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 being a nice person because least, you know. because it's what you do not because you're trying to gain entry into what you know whatever yeah. beyond some golden gate or whatever and and it I was think about that's, respect and, but they still yeah. they still were. In the Middle Ages, trying. They, I mean, they were sure yeah. they were, but that was all. Catholic, I don't know. It yeah. just it feels like it feels different. It feels different now than than what I remember it being back. And, and maybe I'm lamenting too much, but dr- dragons for me symbolize that feeling of of uh, you know chivalry and respect and, and courtesy and, and honor and, and honor that that yeah. I feel like we've lost. We've lost it in our politics. We've lost it in society. And and just you know, fucking respect for I, each other. I kind of feel the same way about golf. <laughs> no, seriously, not like not no. Like, I'm sorry, I don't. No, not, not to make light of the heartfelt, of, not being not, not, soul pouring that not just went on here with the whole chivalry and knighthood and all that kind of stuff. But just the the honor part, like you know, in golf, you self-report your score. You oh, right. you keep yeah. track of your score. You you report it. You you are the one ultimately responsible for your score. And you know, I all the time while I'm out golfing, I'll see different guys doing things that I know are illegal or against the rules of golf. Mm-hmm. And I and I make a little mental note to myself that you know I don't necessarily want to put my trust in this particular person because I know he fucking cheats at golf. If you fucking yeah. cheat at golf, what kind of person are you? Yeah. You do run into some, What like, would you do as attorney general? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good lead. In. We're, not, we're not quite there yet. No, I'm sorry. That's going to be a little too quick to segues. That was the best I've segue of the show yet. Got, we can't was, use it. I've got to learn how you guys do segues. Well, no. The point is we don't. Yeah. <laughs> we like to not do it intentionally. And I'll tell you, like... We started out being pretty bad at them anyway, but then we got a we got a an internet criticism from anonymous somebody. Oh, fuck that was anonymous. a whole no, I know, but no. One, it was a whole list of things we should do better from a guy who doesn't have a podcast, doesn't know what he's talking about, didn't say a good thing about anything we did, yeah. and segways was a major part of that. So <laughs> from then on, we've been motivated to be really shitty at segways, <laughs> and so. <laughs> <laughs> so you just gave us a beauty, and, and you'll notice I said it. that was way too good for the show. Yeah. <laughs> but back to the ethics I know, of I'm golf. Too highbrow though. for this show. Yeah, <laughs> I know you and your purple shirt. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm colorblind. I didn't know it was purple. Yeah, Dan is work. colorblind. We found out. <laughs> I'm coming from work, so <laughs> no, I'm just. It looks so nice. you have to I wear really purple does. at work? Is that what you're trying to say? No, I just it's a shirt I wear. He works on the set of Barney and Friends. <laughs> I love you. Oh, I've got a Barney story Wait, hold on real quick, you. though. I just got to say one thing real quick about golf, because the, the whole ethics thing goes totally out the window when you play with somebody who doesn't know how to count. Yeah? Yeah. 
like doesn't know how to count doesn't or know doesn't... how to count and so then you just show up at the hole uh put me down for four on that one. Oh, perfect you know, i used to play with guys all the time before no i mean like he legitimately doesn't know how to count but really yeah no like doesn't know how to no. count to 10 right he doesn't understand numbers can he but tie that's his not own shoes and does he dress himself? And Mostly, yeah. How does he? How does he get to the golf no, course? No, I, yeah, no. I, well, he gets a ride. I mean, but I'm just saying. No, it's yeah. sort of a joke. I mean, we don't have to go into that. I just well, that's that's kind of weird. I, I don't know that I've known an adult who I've known several adults who didn't know how to read. Yeah, but I have yet to run into somebody who didn't know how to count. Yeah, same kind of thing, uh, uh, but. I mean, he wasn't being intentionally dishonest. Well, and I used to play with guys. So, you know, back when I was just super golf duffer, I would just go out and smack them all around and whatever. And I would play before I learned all of the rules and when you can take a drop and when you can't and when it, you know when you're in a hazard and how many strokes that counts for and all that kind of shit. Um, you know, I'd, I'd go out and play with my buddies, and then as I started learning the rules and knowing. Okay, if you hit out of bounds, that's basically a two-stroke penalty. you got to hit from where you just hit your ball before. You know, all of these kinds of things. And I'd play with other guys who then I started teaching the rules to, and so they knew what they were supposed to do and how to count their scores accurately. And they still never fucking would. And you'd say, or not you, but I would say to them, Hey, you know, what did you get on that hole? Oh, I got a four. Well, no, you didn't because you hit your your first fucking ball out of bounds. You know, your second one was off in the rough. Your third one you duffed. You know, then you got up on the green and then you three-putted. So I don't know how you can say you got a four on that one. Well, you know, I just, I, that's that's kind of, yeah, put me down for four. Yeah, yeah. And then it would be like, well, how do you, how will you ever know if you're actually improving? How will you know if you could ever participate in any kind of tournament or anything, you know? You can't establish a handicap if you're not reporting your, reg- your your real score. It bothers me. Maybe your friends only care about beating you. Probably. Maybe. <laughs> that's that's the other fucking part of it, though. Too. I would play with these guys, and they'd and then we'd finish up there like, "Hey, I was only two strokes behind you." I was like, "Fuck you! You were two strokes behind yeah. me. Yeah. Two strokes in your fucking dreams, maybe." Yeah. See, the drawback is I I really honestly I have no idea anything you just said. It makes no sense. I, mean, you know, I, like I, I, I know I know how to time it to get the ball through the windmill. <laughs> that's that's what I know about golf. That's the extent of golf. <laughs> I gotta get it in the clown's mouth. That's all I know. <laughs> that's all I know. Up the ramp into the clown's mouth. Up the, into the fifty hole <laughs> slot and then that's a hole in one. <laughs> of the ski ball thing. Yeah, I no, I'm no, not a golfer. <laughs> I really like golf a lot. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I've hoping, noticed. <laughs> I'm hoping to get out and play 36 holes this weekend. Yeah. In one day. Oh, in one day, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, my buddy and I will we'll try to get, we'll either play... Same course or two different um, courses? Well, kind of the same course. Like, Mountain Dell has 36 holes. Mm-hmm. Wasatch has 36 holes. Oh, okay. Um, sometimes we'll do 18 at Bountiful Ridge and then skip over to Eaglewood and do 18 there. So... Generally, we try to get out at least once a year and play all 36 at a course somewhere. Um, just make you, a whole day of it. Do you ever do you ever get bored doing the same set of holes over and over again? 
No, because that it's... sounds really bad now that I think about it. But... I've been married before. The, the way you phrased it, yeah. The I'm, same course. I'm in a monogamous oh, I don't know, relationship. That's much better. <laughs> Do you get stuck playing the same course over and over again? The same green, the same rough. I, I don't know how to phrase it. No, because... Struggling but... with the same balls. <laughs> <laughs> The short shafts. <laughs> okay. No, no I, like I play Valley View most of the time because I'm in the men's league there, so I play there every Tuesday and then once a month in their monthly tournaments. And, you know, so that's the course I play the most. And I and I love it. I, it's a beautiful course. And it's, you don't, you don't ever really get bored of playing the same holes over and over. I can understand maybe if I was doing it every day, hmm. day in, day out, but... You know, basically, every shot leads to a different shot. You know what I mean? Your your yeah, it's always a different outcome. Yeah, your tee shot is never going to land in exactly the same spot in exactly the same spot. So your next club selection is never going to be exactly the same. They switch the holes up on the green. You know, they move the holes around to different sections of the green. It's they do. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, that I didn't know. Yeah, you can't leave the hole in one spot because it that would just turn into hammered dog shit up there. Oh. So, I didn't know they did that. Shit. So, yeah, okay. like Valley View has yeah, six different pin locations. Hammered dog shit. Hammered dog shit. <laughs> you want to see a real mess? Hammered dog yeah, shit. Yeah, I think that would be a mess. <laughs> the the yeah, visual so, I mean, is quite enough for me. So, you know, you're never going to hit your ball in exactly the same spot all the time. You're never going to have exactly the same hole, you know, your second shot. And then you've got to put in all of the different environmental elements. Yeah, is it windy? Is it raining? Is it way too hot? Is it muggy? Is it cold? Yeah. This guy you're playing with an asshole. It's a, it's it's <laughs> enough it's, beer. You know, it's right. what's what's your alcohol consumption at that point? Like, so the things I like about golf is it's, you know, it's beautiful scenery. Hmm. Um, I can drink a Quiet. lot of beer. Well, I'm doing so it. So they do let you drink. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. Even you. T- you well, can't I stop just... me from drinking. Why? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's beautiful scenery. It's 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 about honor. It's, you know, I can drink beer while I'm out there. It's camaraderie with whoever I'm playing with. It's nice and leisurely. It's a little bit of exercise for my fat ass. It's always different. Yeah, they're... And then, you know, I get to take out some aggression on just smacking the fuck out of this tiny little white ball and watching it travel so far away from me and then going up and finding this tiny little ball. It's like it's like Easter every shot. Like, I get to go and find where my ball is and then I get to hit it again really far away from me and try to get it close <laughs> to this itty-bitty hole that was, you know, four or five hundred yards away from me to begin with. There's something just satisfying. Why Why don't they put, like, fucking little Bluetooth transmitters in the balls so you can find them easier? I mean... Well, you could... Well, probably just because, you know, you hit that thing yeah, they really fucking hard. Yeah, they impact what? Okay. Have you ever seen, like, if, if you watch a slow-motion video yeah, of somebody like hitting a golf Woods. ball, I mean, that ball basically flattens in half yeah. and just springs off of the face yeah. of the club. Yeah. No, you would, I, you I would never imagine that. like holding a golf ball that you could compress it in half. But yeah, I well, I wouldn't think yeah. that. Yeah, okay. Only because I've seen a slow mo of Tiger Woods driving. Yeah, it's pretty it fucking amazing. That. Yeah, those, those, yeah, the the super frame rate, the super high frame rate slow yeah. motion stuff. The mm-hmm. high speed cameras. Yeah, yeah, really, really, really cool. 
And that's my golf story. Awesome. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, and I, went, I meant to say, too, when you're talking about dragons, my stepdad is way into dragons. Like, he, Tracy, for, it was supposed to be a Christmas present, but she didn't get it done, so then it turned into a Father's Day slash birthday present for him. Mm-hmm. She did this, she cross-stitched this really cool uh, dragon and then personalized it with, you know, his name and uh, nerd nest after it because at their house, it's like my mom kind of decorates and rules most of the house, but, you know, one particular section of the basement is his. It's his nerd nest. Yeah, yeah. And so Tracy made this, yeah, really, really, really cool cross-stitch dragon with, you know, his name and nerd nest after it. Yeah, it was was really cool. What color was the dragon? Uh, I want to say reddish brown. It's kind of a rust color. Rust color, okay. Because the color, the color determines what kind of abilities a dragon has. Really? You yeah. seem like a purple dragon kind of guy to me. Do I seem like a purple, purple dragon? Just because I'm wearing a purple that fucking drug shirt. Related. <laughs> I like this shirt. It's my men's warehouse oh, purple good, shirt. shirt. My daughter picked it out for me. It's the only, the only time I ever get complimented on my clothes is when my daughter picks them out for me. So oh. well, and this was like an old. This kind of old school dragon, and then was it a big fat dragon or no, skinny, skinny, skinny dragon. So a Chinese dragon? Yeah, that's kind of a Chinese dragon. Um, the Chinese dragons tend to be long and skinny, more like uh, lizards. Yeah, well, and I guess I'm kind of picturing in my mind like the, like the, the Chinese dragons ones. in the parade with the people in them and the giant yeah. head. And, no, yeah. not not, not, well, not big like round that. head, but like Mulan, like for example, like Mulan, the fucking Eddie Murphy dragon yeah, yeah, in Mulan. Like that. Yeah, you're talking that, about like Falcor from Neverending Story, right? Exactly. Yeah. That that's the Chinese version <laughs> the of the dragon. dragon. The the, dragon. the Aragon dragon, the big fat ones with big wingspan, the, the more reptilian, the Dragon Slayer style dragon. That's the European dragons. Yeah. Well, so, and then she used like this, you know, not old, say old fashioned English style script writing. Yeah, thing. no, that sounds it, really it's cool. Really cool. Yeah. Was, I think he was very happy to get it. It was it was pretty nice. I like a lot. Sounds sweet. I like a lot. <laughs> You've said that a few times. You're tonight. looking forward to the sequel? Yeah, well... I assume you know wait, where what? that came from. Yeah. Dumb and, that's a yeah. Dumb and Dumber. No, that's Forrest Gump. No. No, that's, no, that's dumb, and dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber period, parodying Forrest Gump. No. Is it? Yeah. No, what's yeah. Forrest Gump? I really? like it a lot, yeah. That's I like Gump. it a they lot were... as parodying Forrest Gump. Because it, it, yeah. it is Dumb and Dumber. Parodying Forrest Gump. That I didn't know. I like it a lot. Oh shit, I'll have to watch Forrest Gump. I like it a lot. Well, I like you, Jenny. I remember I like you, Jenny. It's Forrest Gump. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Matt knew something that I was naive about. Wow. I don't know if I'd say that's naive. That's just the youngest guy in the room knowing old pop culture stuff. <laughs> Dig on our age. Okay. What was it upstairs that we were talking about and you didn't know? Oh, uh, oh, Mormon, Mormon or gay? Mormon or gay? Yeah. You, you, Matt had never heard of the Mormon or gay game. I like how this has become a segment now. <laughs> what doesn't Matt know this week? Right. Yeah. If ever I don't know. Like, like as soon as Dan felt threatened that I might have known something, he didn't. He brings up pre-podcast conversation. See, this is the kind like, of wait, 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 wait. What was it he said earlier? This, this is, and this is the kind of golfer he is. No. This. Oh, yeah. Nice. 
I like how it teaches you ethics on the course. <laughs> well, it does. Like going back to golf, I have to bitch about one time in a tournament. So one time in a tournament, I'm playing, and we're on a hole. It's an individual score tournament. I haven't been playing very well all day long. We're on the 15th hole. I have an approach shot that lands like three inches from the hole. And as I'm walking up toward the hole, another one of the guys in the foursome that I was playing with was like, hey, man, that was a great fucking shot. And he just like hit my ball away from the hole toward me. Like, I'm giving you this one. And he hit my ball away. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, no big deal. It's... I know that's illegal, I still need to putt out, but I'm so fucking far out of it, it doesn't really matter at this point. I'm not going to win anything in the tournament or anything. I'm not going to, you know, it's not like I would be ethically unsound in not putting, right, you know, right. not not going up and putting out because I'm not going to ruin anybody else's score. Yeah, but I'm not going to knock that, anybody else the out fact of the that lead. he decided for you. Yeah, and, mm. and so I was just like, yeah, no big deal. And we go walking away, and there's this young kid that we're playing with, and, you know, he, he we're just playing with him, and he didn't say anything about it or whatever. We're on another hole, and this young kid happens to hit his ball way off to the left. And we're searching, 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 searching. So part of the rules of golf are that you can search for your ball for five minutes. If you can't find it, or if you just declare it lost and you're going to take a drop, whatever, yeah. then that ball is dead. You can't fucking use it. Right. So we're searching, 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 and he's like, oh, I can't find it. I'll just, I guess I'll just drop over here. So he drops his ball, he hits it. Another guy that we're playing with, after this kid hits his ball, says, oh, hey, uh, is this your ball right here? And he had found the kid's ball. And the kid's like, well, do you guys mind if I just play that? Which is against the fucking rules. You know, you're not supposed to do that, but we were like, you know... No big deal. Fuck it. That's fine. Whatever. If, if you know, that's up to you. Again, this is an honor thing. Yeah. If you want to do that, fine. Sure, go ahead. So he goes and plays the ball that this other guy had found. I mean, we finish out the round. Everything is great. We finish up. We're you know, I I played with a couple different guys that I hadn't played with before. So we're hanging out at the nineteenth hole, which is otherwise known as the clubhouse the or the clubhouse, bar. Clubhouse, the bar, yeah. And. We're sitting around bullshitting, having a couple drinks, and the the club pro comes comes walking over. He sits down at the table. And he's like, "Hey, Dan, you guys want to tell me what happened on the fifteenth hole?" And I was like, and I'm thinking to myself, and I'm like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" Like, I don't remember yelling at anybody or right. or anybody being pissed off at me or anything weird happening. I'm like, "Well, what do you mean?" And he's like. Well, you know, when this guy hit your ball away from the hole and you just walked off, and I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I said, you know, no big deal to me. I didn't really care because I knew I was so far out of it anyway. And he's like, well, you know, you still turned in your scorecard and you didn't mark that down, so I'm going to have to disqualify you from the tournament. And I was like, okay. Wait well, a minute, the other guy fucks you over and, and you're getting... Well, the other guy hit my ball away, but it, but it's it, again, it's that honor thing. Like, yeah. even though he did that, I should have taken my ball and put it back and putted it out and said, you know, oh. hey, I appreciate it, but I have to do this, whatever. So the the pros like, well, yeah, I have to disqualify you, and I'm like, shit, okay, yeah, that, that's fine, Dustin. You know, if that's I understand. And the other guy was like, oh man, I feel so fucking bad. 
no, don't disqualify Dan. Fucking disqualify me. I'm the one who hit his ball away. And I'm like, no, you know, I I should have gone and put my ball back. It's not it's not on you. It's on me because, again, it's a self-reported game. It's about honor. I should have I should have done that. And I, no, I appreciate so, that. But I mean, is it kind of on him too? I mean, shouldn't he? Have any it's, responsibility in it? Sounds in like it, it from a non-golf player to me. I'd be pissed as shit if you. I mean, I, I understand well, your responsibility hit, too. Well, and I would say, nuances but, of the game I don't get. Well, and I would know. say maybe had I been playing really, really well and I was in first place or whatever, and then he did that and I was disqualified, I'd be a little upset. But still, it's on me. Yeah. Because it's my responsibility to know that he All can't right. do that, and I need to put my ball back. But because I was so far out of it, even being disqualified, I was like, hey, no big deal. You know, that, that's fine. I get it. And the other guy just felt like total shit, you know? And so it's me and these two other guys that I was playing with that are sitting around the table, and we're all talking, and it's like, well, geez, I wonder who it was that said something to Dustin about this. And it was this young fucking kid who fucking broke the rule on the second fucking hole that we were playing on, and then had a fucking problem... Because he had a shitty fucking day and decided to complain to the club pro about my round and didn't fucking say anything about him fucking well, of course, not yeah. following the rules on the second hole. Every time I see that little bastard now, I'm like, hey, what's up, buddy? Go fuck yourself. I don't yeah. say that last part, but there have been a couple times that they've tried to pair us up or, or put me on a foursome with him, and I'm like, I'm not going to play with that guy. How old is fuck this that guy. person? He's, he's mid-twenties. Oh, okay. Because when you first started he's kinda, saying he's it, kind of a little I, I, was pictu- I was picturing like a teenager, and then as the story kind of developed, I was like, okay, maybe he's late teens yeah. or something, but then I wasn't really sure. And like for you yeah, to get that mad at him, he'd have to be a, well, at least old enough to know better. Yeah, he's early to mid-twenties. Well, and, and he does know better because yeah, he obviously yeah. knows the rules and knows that, that you, know, you couldn't I should have done right, it. Yeah. Right, right. And knows that he shouldn't have played his fucking ball. And he asked all of us while we're out there, is it okay if you guys let me do this? Will right, that be fine? Right, right. And of course, didn't fucking say anything right, about that. Right, right. Well, no, how well, the fuck, fuck did he even... In particular. Yeah. How the fuck did he even benefit him to go reporting this to that's begin the whole with. Point. I mean, that's... It didn't benefit him. He didn't play well at all. He was just I pissed. didn't get into the lead at all. I didn't get any skins. I didn't get into the money. Nothing. He was just pissed off about it. He had a shitty fucking day and decided to go and whine to somebody about it. No. Fuck that guy. Yeah. In particular. Yeah. Which is... That's, yeah. Every time <laughs> I see him, I'm like, I'm not going to play with that fucking guy. And he tries to be super... Hey, Dan, what's going on? Long time no see. What's, what's new? I'm like, eh, Nothing. Have a good round. <laughs> Thinking to myself, go fuck yourself. Yeah. So speak, I, I don't I don't know what the I don't know what the etiquette is here, but it, earlier is brought up and I just you tell me, is brought up Mormon versus gay, not to embarrass Matt oh, yeah, or anything okay, like no, that. We can go, but we can. should we circle back and explain <laughs> because Matt might not be the only person who doesn't know what Mormon versus gay is. Right. So okay. should we should we explain that? Sure. Okay. So here in Utah, just get get ready for two whole categories to be offended by the end of the day. <laughs> it's, it's so stereotypical. If, if you've it's been so listening wrong. to this podcast for any any amount of time or, or any number of episodes and haven't been offended yet, this this may do it for you. Um, <laughs> in Utah, in we Utah, don't. Well, here's the thing: we didn't make the game. Okay, right. we didn't we didn't create it. Yeah, this, this we're just reporting on what this isn't something that we've come up with on yeah. our own, and we are LGBT friendly. Oh, Absolutely. yeah, definitely. Absolutely, and and Mormon friendly. And, I, mean, and, I, yeah. I don't hate Mormons; I hate the Mormon Church. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. in 
<laughs> They're softer than I am on that. Go ahead. Here in Utah, there's a I game, hate some Mormons. There's a game no. called Gay or Mormon, because a lot of Mormon men are very soft-spoken, somewhat demure, uh, a little bit effeminate, and... And way too happy sometimes. Yeah. They're way very, too perky at really awkward times. Yeah. Like, yeah, 8.30 in the morning is, like, too early. Hi, Grant, how are you doing? Super yeah, perky. Yeah. It's like... Fuck you! I haven't had my coffee yet. Shut the fuck Super up. Super perky, and, just, and they uh, all they they all seem to dress very nice. It's probably from a lifetime of being dressed up every Sunday, wearing suits and stuff. They've like. learned how to dress very well, and so in Utah, it's a it's a game. Is this guy gay or Mormon? And sometimes it's both. Sometimes it's neither. And and yeah, so you have to try to figure it out. But usually it's Mormon. So it's well, a it is game. Utah. So. Yeah, usually it's more. You know, <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not ashamed the, to say that game. I didn't know that game because all the gays left. Honestly, or, I no. would say it's probably almost fifty fifty that it's. Well, of course, all of the time they're not in Mormon, but so fifty fifty, it would be Mormon. The other fifty would be gay, but either way, they would still be Mormon. So yeah, all of those cases they would be Mormon, but half of the time it's both. When, yeah. when you're when you're wondering, when you're on the fence about it, it's usually both. Yeah. Well, in an extra curious case of Mormon or gay, here's two men who probably had used to golf or enjoy <laughs> golfing, <laughs> and probably don't have a single tattoo. Probably don't have a single tattoo on them. Right. Which brings us to our first news item. And this is <laughs> that was an amazingly awkward segue. Yeah. yeah that's- that's, we're, uh, that's we're excellent. Getting, we're that getting was, better at making them worse. Yes, that was probably the worst one we've ever had. Congratulations, sir. <laughs> yeah. Usually our segues are like, so... Uh, I have a piece of paper here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, was, wait, so these are the... You managed to tie in, like, everything. That was brilliant. Yeah. These, are oh, the inf- wow. these are the infamous over-highlighted papers. Yeah, I keep hearing about it. because I'm okay. the only one that's prepared he's, for this he's, show. Every he's week. getting much better about it, I think, because no, you just happen to see one story, one <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to move my papers away from you. I'm going to no, take these, my papers and go home. <laughs> I'm going to take my highlighter and go play with somebody else. Yeah, no, usually that's how it works out. I mean, Ryan kind of does the sound engineer, has the equipment, Dan hosts the thing, you know, with. Get the house and the pizza and all the drinks and, and then oh, I, I just host the location. The location, yeah, and I've got the news and okay. That seems like a really minimal part, actually, saying it like that. But uh, <laughs> anyway, this is big news in Utah, and um, I'm going to move on so that okay. hopefully I don't get kicked out of this I just group. Sit back and giggle <laughs> and rant every now and then. Um, uh, in the culmination of the most sweeping political scandal in Utah history. Former Attorneys General John Swallow and Mark Shirtliff were arrested early Tuesday and charged with a combined 23 counts that could land each in prison for 30 years. It's not It's not going to land them in prison for 30 oh, years. Oh, fuck no. No, it but, won't be 30 uh, no. years. But the but, potential is there. Oh, my God. And this I is was so just, sweet for... I was, was floating yesterday. Yeah. Like, all day, like, I felt like fucking... What's your name from Sound of Music? Like dancing through a field in a long billowy yeah. dress, like oh. the hills are alive with indictments. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was just oh god, I was so fucking happy. Like I wanted to do nothing else but read about how much shit these guys yeah. were in. Yeah, and it's really hard to explain because 
it's when like it's gone war. on for so fucking long. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and these are like tea party guys that you know, those of us in Utah who aren't necessarily right wingers can see the corruption, but there's nothing you could do about it. Because you know, it's so, so def- rampant, right? And it's so supported, and it's all backed up by the fucking church, right? Yeah. Well, not only and the church not, not and the, the Republican well, Party, and the, the crimes, well, and a populace se, who but, just doesn't give a shit, yeah, right? Yeah, because the they have an church. R after their name, and they're and they're yep. ordained in the church, yeah, and and so well, he's surely a good priest. Hold, he must be a good, he's a good person, obviously, right? I mean, yeah, he's in bed with the payday loan people, but you know, I mean, he's in the church, so he can't be doing anything that bad. Yeah, I. It's, I'd be surprised if they even know that much. It's it's the pervasiveness of of white male privilege, white male religious privilege, particularly yep. here in Utah, where yeah. they're a member of the the dominant faith here in Utah. They're white. They're Republican. They're male. Surely they can do no wrong, and it doesn't matter anything that they've done. You've got half of the people who, you know, as as any good Chapel Mormon, they don't know fuck all about their church or politics or anything else they listen to what their church elders and leaders tell them to be well and and the church and the church itself is going to enlist the assistance of its other members who can help them because people like swallow and shirtlift make a buttload of money and 10 percent of that goes to the church so it's in the financial interest of the church for them to then enlist well, the not, aid of their other members. Those, and not only for those people on an individual level, but what they can do for the church long term. Yeah. As far as other businesses that they can help support and get off the hook like the payday loan people. Right. Well, do we know how much they make? Who, the attorneys general? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know how much. In that position I don't, I, I don't itself, know either. I, don't. I was curious about that because... By doubt, most of their money comes from the job of AG. I mean, would you, would you say they make... I, I, high six figures? No, I don't know about high no. Figures, well, okay. not as AG. I, I wouldn't think AG would make more than I, more than two hundred thousand. Right, I wouldn't think so either. The president but, makes four fifty. Right. right. Okay. But, so, but they make all their money from their side deals with. Okay, yeah. but that's the interesting point because it goes on to say the two men were taken into custody at their homes without incident Tuesday morning and booked into Salt Lake County Jail. Bail was set at two hundred and fifty thousand each. Yeah. They well, definitely, they both definitely. of them. Both of those men made bail by noon. Yeah, but that's a few hours to come up with half a million between well, if, them. If well, that's a quarter. Hire, million. Yeah, well, and but, if they hire a bail bondsman, oh, half a million between them. Between them, yeah. Well, but if they hire a bail bondsman, they they're not coming up with. Well, okay, but right. but you know Fair they enough, have that yeah. money. I mean, you you know they they live in fucking three million dollar house down in in uh, Utah County or something like that. I'm sure they have buttloads of money. Do they live in Utah County? I don't, I, well, I don't know where they live. Like Eagle Mountain or something. I don't know where they live. Eagle Forum. But you, Eagle they Mountain. live in the pocket of the Eagle Forum. You know they have some huge <laughs> fucking house. Yeah. And I, yeah. I don't know. The River Riverwoods is probably the biggest Utah County. Anyway, uh, yeah, so they were both they were both released by noon. Uh, the allegations detailed in the charging documents span several years and involve intricate schemes and numerous characters, which seem to me a little bit shady, you know, because, right. I mean, if if it's got that much involvement, uh, you know, I mean, obviously both of them are pleading innocence, but, uh, you know, that's that's not really enough to go on. Just thought it was an interesting <laughs> fact that it's been, you know, a few years. Yeah. But... Uh, Swallow is accused of accepting 17000 in gold coins from Richard Rawl, the 
now deceased owner of Provo-based Czech City, payday loan chain. Payday loans, yeah. yeah. That's a big thing. Shirtliff and Swallow are, accused, are both accused of taking illegal gifts from the now indicted Jeremy Johnson at a time when Johnson was seeking a legal opinion that would enable the southern Utah businessman to pr- process online poker transactions. Both men rode, which is illegal in Utah, mm-hmm. gambling. Uh, both men rode on Johnson's private jet and stayed in his St. George home. Swallow also twice used Johnson's luxury Lake Powell houseboat. After an April 2012 meeting with Johnson at an Orem Krispy Kreme donut shop, I know what that is, on University Parkway. Yeah, um, where it was all fucking recorded. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the recording, yeah. I remember that, yeah. And encountered Johnson secretly recorded. Swallow allegedly began destroying and falsifying evidence to cover up a deal he made in which Johnson paid 250000 to Rawl to enlist Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid, also Mormon, help to stave off a federal investigation of Johnson's works in business. So wait a minute, is Harry Reid involved in this? Harry Reid is involved, who's from Holy Nevada. Holy shit. I think I think. I mean, I know Reid is Mormon, but... He is Mormon, so, yeah. All so, three of these guys are Mormons. So I work with a guy who, before all of this broke, when I was in my Java training class, I worked with this guy who, yeah. his father is... A lobbyist uh-huh. for in here in Utah and works works in Washington and had been lobbying Harry Reid and so this guy that I work with as all of this other stuff is you know it just in, just generally in the news about how fucking corrupt John Swallow is yeah and all this different stuff and you know Harry Reid's name was mentioned the guy that I work with who. His father was the one who, through all of this, was the one who was supposedly the person who approached Harry Reid with this. This guy is telling me about a private conversation he had with his father, and his father's like, Harry Reid didn't do a fucking thing. They're trying to drag his name into this. And this guy that I work with is very, very Republican. I mean, he has he has every, every basically, motivation to try to try to drag Harry Reid through the mud and include him in all of this, and he's like, no, my dad, who is also a Republican, told me he approached Harry Reid with this different stuff, and and it wasn't wasn't even really necessarily a bad thing when he approached Harry Reid, but Harry Reid was like, no, no thanks. Like, they just happened to try to drag his name through the mud. Yeah. Well, and and that's great, too. I'm not a big fan of hearsay and anecdotes, but... Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. But I thought this I, was kind of cool. So then, so then after I talked to this guy that I work with, I go home and I start doing some research on the internet. On the internet, and I was like, "Oh, holy fuck! This guy, that's his dad! Wow! Like, that's kind of cool." Oh, hmm. I see what you're saying. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, it seems it seems he plays at least a little a, a minor role in this. Harry Reid. Yeah, I guess he might. Honestly, it's not going to break my heart too much. I, Harry Reid is well, it, even if even yeah, he, I I have marginal opinion on Harry Reid. I mean, he's a Democrat, and that's great, and and he's done some good things, but but he's not as he's he's a little bit spineless for me when it comes yeah. to Democratic politicians. Yeah, compared to like that guy from Florida who who was ousted a few years back, and and some others who who. Uh, who are just a lot stronger. He he just he's not a really strong Democrat for me. I, yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me, and it wouldn't break my heart if he I, was involved. I agree, and I just think the 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 fewer religious people, openly religious people, we can have in in major politics, the better. 
That's true. I don't, yeah, I don't and that's true too. What their party is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, Swallow is accused of asking an attorney for Johnson, who faces 86 federal criminal charges in connection, uh, for $120,000, which Swallow allegedly said could help Johnson's legal woes. This is an this is a, uh, an attorney general, you yeah. know, doing corrupt legal stuff. Um, well, and one of the big questions is what what did he do while he was attorney general versus no. before or after? I mean, I mean, maybe, but either way, yeah, this is all shady deal stuff. No, it I mean, is it's all it, it is all crime. shady deals. Yeah, no doubt. But how much how much involvement was the actual office part of that? Yeah, and, and that'll probably come but, up in the in the in the case in the hearings. But I'm not trying to exonerate. I'm not trying to. I'm. I'm just saying there. There is a. No, it I feel just like you're a fan like of John Swallow. No, not what, not not so much. No, I, isn't, I think. Isn't, wasn't his campaign guy. color purple? <laughs> <laughs> purple dragons. I think it was on his on his. I, I don't. I don't. I don't remember that. No. <laughs> Shirtliff and Swallow are accused of staying in a lavish Newport Beach villa. Uh, villa. I guess they say in America, right? Villa. Yes. Villa. Villa. Of now jailed businessman Mark Sessions Jensen, while Jensen was free on a plea deal uh, to securities charges that Shirtliff was directly involved in negotiating and while Jensen was still under the supervision of the Attorney General's office. The gifts exceeded limits for public officials, although the trips occurred before Swallow joined the office. So this is more of Shirtliff's stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who's also accused of hitting up Jensen for $2 million to pay another businessman, uh, Daryl McBride, to stop criticizing Utah developer Mark Robbins. Shirtliff also uh, allegedly had mis- uh, dismissed a massive mortgage fraud lawsuit against Bank of America. Against the wishes of his own staff prosecutors at the time, he was negotiating a job with a law firm that represented the bank. Right. Well, and that was the article that came out just today, more details on that, because that lawsuit against Bank of America wasn't even filed by the AG's office. It was filed by a Utah couple who Bank of America potentially was believed to have illegally foreclosed on their home. And so they filed the lawsuit. Then the AG's office, I'm not a lawyer, so I I don't know all the details of this, but the AG's office then stepped in and took the case from the couple who was suing Bank of America in some fashion or another, then settled with Bank of America, and Bank of America didn't have to pay anything. Right. For it. So. Um, Shirtliff, who served 12 years as attorney general before making Swallow his hand-picked Republican successor, was charged with 10 felony felony counts, including receiving or soliciting bribes, accepting gifts, tampering with witnesses and evidence, and participating in a pattern of unlawful conduct. So, I mean, it's a good thing that LDS voters in Utah... Uh, continue to go for good moral, <laughs> good religious moral men. compass people. Yeah, right. Um, the charges go on and on. Uh, Salt Lake City, no, sorry, Salt Lake County District Attorney Sim Gill said that uh, we filed what we think are appropriate and minimal charges. We could have filed more, but we chose at this time and to minimal to just file what we did. Wait a minute, were these the county charges or the FBI charges? The federal charges. Um. This is the, the county FBI. district attorney that's making this statement. Oh, okay. Because um, I thought it was the FBI that took him into custody. Yeah, it would have been. Okay. 
Um, Gill, uh, who's a Democrat, denied any political motivation in the probe, noting he worked alongside Davis County Attorney Troy Rawlings, uh, who's a Republican, investigators from the State Department of Public Safety and the FBI. And I think that's, um, well, actually, Gill goes on to say, we're all public, public servants in defense of the statement. Um, we took an oath to uphold the law and to do our jobs professionally and competently. There's absolutely no political motivation. And I think that's just bullshit anyway. That's a huge red herring. It doesn't mm. matter if it is politically motivated. These guys are fucking felons. If, if you have breaking the evidence. Law. Yeah. Right. If you have the evidence that somebody's breaking the law, then... It do, yeah, it doesn't, what it doesn't the, matter. You're breaking the law. Right. So so I'm, I'm just looking through the Utah's Right to Know website that lists the salaries for all state employees. Yeah. And I'm having a difficult time finding Sean Reyes, but I'm uh-huh. looking through all of these different assistant attorney general, one, two, three, four, and five different level positions, it looks like. And as an assistant attorney general, it uh, looks like the average would be right about 150000 some odd. So I would say probably as... The, the state's attorney general Reyes is probably making I don't know two to two fifty two to two fifty yeah. probably sure and I, and Which I'm is not a saying fair I'm not saying that's, that's an unreasonable amount. amount no that's not no, an unreasonable amount uh, but well I mean it can be argued uh, it's well, not as much as the head I mean, of the UTA I mean do you want well there's that <laughs> but I mean do do you really want a bargain basement or our ag our ag right I mean set aside the corruption and all that. Lawyers lawyers earn a lot of money. And do you really want a bargain basement lawyer to be our AG? You know, I, to defend the state against Isn't that what John Swallow was? Well, I mean, if you... If you're, <laughs> if you're yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're talking about it in those terms... I mean, you know, a quality you know, lawyer is not going to become AG for 90000 a year. Of course not. But, but that's because... That's because wages for lawyers are grossly inflated they are. across the board. No doubt. I mean... But I'm not sure how you change that. No, that's my personal opinion. Yeah. I think lawyers and politicians are paid way too much. But the, but the question of this, assuming the AG is 200, 250K, yeah, whether and, that's and justified or not, where the fuck does he get the money? Both of those men came up with their yearly salaries in hours yeah. to bail them out. Yeah, well, no, like, he, said, they, yeah, like they you said, the bail- they didn't personally come up with that, I'm sure. I'm sure they hired a bail bondsman who... Well, but know, I, took, I would bet they have 20% money. 20% of I, that as... as security and then put up the rest of the money. Can you imagine these two guys going to the point of the mountain? I would so oh my god. Which is this the Utah State Prison. I would be skipping down the road oh fucking hell. like Pollyanna just Today is awesome. But these I'm so one, fucking happy. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. They're going to be protected. These though. these are because they're, they're notorious these, public figures. I think ultimately they'll both be in. They'll both be put in prison. I don't. I don't well, foresee you know super long prison terms or anything. No, but, but they'll be protected. They'll both well, go away. Correct me if I'm wrong though. These are these are federal charges, right? Yes. Oh, so when they go to a federal penitentiary, yeah, not yeah, point of the mountain is. They wouldn't go to point of the mountain, would they? But yeah. federal could be, but they would, could be worse. But they would, I mean, come on, they they would go, even they'll, if they protected. go to jail. And I'm cynical. I'm cynical that they're even going to go to jail. You keep saying that. I, I, I'm not sure they'll even go to jail. Cause, I mean, the power power people, yeah, I don't know. But even if they do go to jail, they're going to go to a white collar. Low, will, will, yeah, minimum, be, be protected. minimum security, white collar, oh, fucking yeah, sure. federal pen. They will both go to prison. 
will delight me. Okay. Well, I, I okay. So I've I've I got mean, beer I've, on beer on the table. I will we'll place a bet right now because okay. I I don't Ooh. think either of them I don't think either of them end up behind bars. They're not really? going to do one. Day. I think they I don't think they'll do a single day behind bars. Aside I mean, from I you know they they were arrested and they were brought in. Yeah. yeah but yeah. like convicted, no, they'll mm-hmm. be on like fucking probation. Assuming they even go through that, I no I. No. I, they will I mean, how many, how as, many, as how many said, Wall Street are, assholes? Yeah, yeah. How many Wall Street assholes have gone to jail for the fucking financial collapse? How many yeah. of them were that, arrested and indicted? Exact. Well, I mean, exactly. I mean, they weren't even arrested and, and indicted. Yeah. Much less, you know. So I don't know. I'm. I'm. Yeah, none of those guys were arrested. The idea none of, them were of the power none of them had any any charges formally filed against the them. idea of the power and elite as, actually serving time. And it, well, and as justice said, is different for the rich were the and powerful. Minimal yeah. charges that they could have pressed. These are, I, in my mind, when I heard Sim Gill say that, I thought, okay, they had a wide range of charges that they could have hmm. put on these people, and they whittled it down to we can fucking prove this shit. Yeah, hmm. this is. Yeah. Incontrovertible, indisputable fact that these fucking things happened. You're going to fucking prison. And I would love to see that happen. Yeah, I would I, love to I, see him go to I prison. I totally agree with that. But I, but I also agree that white collar criminals with money and power get treated very differently. Justice, oh, justice yeah, is different for people with money and power, yeah. and especially when you're talking about. Have they been dealing dime bags of marijuana in the corner? Oh yeah, if, 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 yeah, if, you're, if you're a black guy with a quarter pound of weed on you, yeah. you're yeah. going to look at twenty years. Yeah. yeah, but rich Mormons going down in a Mormon state. Yeah, I mean, yeah but federal that, charges. But these, are, federal. these are federal charges, though. But they're going to be going up in a federal court with other fucking Mormons on the, uh, fe- a federal judge, a Mormon federal uh, judge, no, and a Mormon think, federal. I don't think. Uh, so. Even I don't, then, I don't know. even then, I don't think that the judges will be able to 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 set aside and look past the fact that. Yes, laws were fucking broken. What? Yeah, and if that happens, that's go, great. I, I would you know, love that, to see I mean, that happen. You would have to do some world class fucking Gregory Hines style tap well, dancing I, need around this. I, I, I mean, I, unless, unless fucking OJ got off on murder. Yeah, right? well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> unless <laughs> I was going to say, unless the judge for this case is Clarence Thomas, <laughs> Thomas or Sam Alito. But um, so I know we'll see what happens, and I, hopefully I'm wrong. But, yeah, I. I, I would I would guarantee you that you're wrong. They're, I would. I they would. will both go to prison. Okay. It won't be very. I mean, it won't be super long prison sentences or anything. Yeah. But they will both go to prison, and I will dance a fucking jig. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we have to have that on video. Yeah, we should totally. Wait, we should totally post on YouTube. Do you actually know how to do a jig? Or are you gonna have to look that? I'll up? make that shit up. Oh, okay. It will be. It will be just pure. Unmitigated joy. So it's not going to be like Bruce Bruce Willis from the Last Boy Scout and clicking my heels up in the okay. air. Yeah, Bruce Willis did a jig in the Last Boy Scout, so uh, that's why I'm expecting. That was a pretty weak jig, though. That was well, very, that was very low key. Well, he, he's, he's an is. old man. You've so. never seen the Last Boy Scout? Oh my god! Dude, that's one of the. Oh, I, Jamie, I Jamie Foxx. I will Fox? send it home with you, and you have to watch it. Is it Jamie Foxx? No, it's uh, Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans. That's Damon right. Wayans and yeah. Bruce Willis. Oh, they all look the same, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've already insulted the gays today, so wow. might as well insult the blacks too. 
The blacks. <laughs> the gays. <laughs> no, I have that movie. Remind me, I will I send know. it home with you. I have a very good impression on the first <laughs> I'll send it home with you, and then you have to watch it. hard for you. Dude, the dialogue in that and the writing is just fucking awesome. Do you, do you remember, do you remember, is a couple of years ago, and for a while there I was, I was calling you Daniel. Hello, Daniel. Yes, I remember that. And I would call Matthew, Matthew. Matt, or my buddy, it's from the, it's fucking that dickhead <laughs> from the last Boy Scout who would, who would take everyone's name like Matt, my buddy Matt, and he would, hello Matthew, not me, well not not you, Matt, <laughs> no, my other friend yeah. Matt, but and then he would take any short name and just use a whole fucking name. Instead it was, of Chuck, oh, it was Robert, Charles, instead, Richard, yeah. yeah, it was like instead Richard Rich, Santos or Richard, something like that. Uh, yeah. And he would annoy everybody doing it, so I thought it'd be fun if I did it. What year did and, that come out? 90s yeah 90s mid 90s 96, 95 96 yeah huh. I, yeah Bruce Bruce I would Willis look to the Googles and find out for sure Bruce yeah. Willis plays a gruff PI ex-cop guy that's one of my favorite movies Damon Wayans plays a disgraced Bruce football with all of that acting range <laughs> <laughs> that plays a gruff cop <laughs> <laughs> That guy and Damon Wayans <laughs> plays a loudmouth um, oh. because loud of his wide, uh, yeah, yeah. because of his ashing range. Finger. Does he make a lot of jokes? <laughs> <laughs> Do a Jamie Fox impression? <laughs> <laughs> that just kind of threw out the whole movie. No, I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Um, shall we lighten the mood with some pedophilia? Oh, why not? Okay. How about that? Was that a good segue? Well, that was, uh, that's <laughs> are, are you wait a minute? Are you, yeah, ninety-one. Wow, that okay. is ninety-one. That's wow. Were you, were you born yet? Nine. Were you born yet? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was, seriously, I, I will send it home with you. It's I was, fucking awesome. I was it's a good a movie. Bruce Will- was Damon Wayans acting in ninety-one? Yeah. Well, apparently. Well, and what's the, what's that guy the still the, looks the what's same. What's the name of the chicken that? There's a chicken in it. Chick. What's the name of the chicken? There? What's the, oh, okay. I I didn't, I, that sounds very sexy. I what's the name of there. the What's the name of the beautiful woman that's in that movie? Uh, is it, it's not Halle Berry, is it? No, it wasn't ninety one. No, it wasn't Halle Berry. Who was big in ninety one? I'd have to look it up. I, uh, not Patricia Arquette. Um, yeah, she would have been big. Julie uh, Roberts would have been big around then. No, it wasn't IMDb Julie Roberts. Yeah, I'll we'll have to um, look it up. I don't. I so remember it's Bruce the two Willis, main guys. Damon Wayans, Shane Black is writing and producing. Uh, Chelsea Field, Noble Willingham plays Sheldon Marcone, the the team owner. Oh right, right, yeah. Um, yeah, it's see. all about like corrupt yeah, team it is, owners. It's and... Halle Berry. Oh, it's it Halle was Halle Berry. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, wow. She plays nice she plays Damon Wayans' love interest in the movie. Oh okay. Yeah, and she's smoking hot. Well, she's always smoking. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. It's fucking Halle Berry. Why not? Yeah. I don't know what to think. I'm unusual. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like Halle Berry? <laughs> no, she's all right. Oh, my. Fucking Catwoman as a movie sucked, but I still have to watch it. You know, that's one of the few because movies. Because her in a fucking leather outfit. I mean, come on. Catwoman, that's one of the few movies that I couldn't fucking watch the whole thing. Seriously? I, I, like, even with Halle Berry in a leather. Even with Halle Berry in, in leather, leather. Come on. I watched probably the first half hour maybe 45 minutes and I just couldn't fucking stomach it I've no. never seen that whole movie I shut it off in the middle of it and vowed that I would never fucking watch that piece of fucking shit it was well, terrible wasn't she in Stigmata 
Was she in Stigmata? I don't know. She was in she was in some spooky like ghost movie yeah. thing. I think that was stigmata. No, but I'm thinking no, of something different stigmata, where she was, was she was she was a psychiatric doctor at a um and her husband was a pedophile and killed killed people Grant, and Grant's all, but No, you just what? brought up pedophilia. Never yeah, yeah, uh, I have a I have a, a uh, She that was uh that wasn't stigmata, it was um Let me see. I Gothica. I, Yes, Gothica, Gothica yeah. is the yes. dark, creepy. That's what I, I think that's what I was thinking yeah. of. It was Gothica. Yeah, she was hot in that. Yeah, and in what's the one she was in with with John Travolta? Uh, fuck, I've got the IMDb going on here. Where? Let's see, we got Gothica, Swordfish. Never heard of that. Swordfish. Oh. She's topless in short. In I gotta, swordfish. I tell swordfish you wasn't that bad. Not, I like swordfish. Not a Travolta fan on well, any level. Even even old Grease. I don't like uh, any. You know what? I like Welcome Back, Cotter. I was gonna say, what about yeah? But I but I'm not a big fan of Vinnie Barbarino. I like Juan Epstein. Yeah. And I like Freddie Washington. Yeah. But okay. I'm not a Travolta guy at all. No. Uh, he's terrible. Right. I like Nicolas Cage better than John Travolta. Well, how could you not? Nicolas Cage is a fraud. Oh, no, come on. He's a terrible fucking actor. No, he's not, actually. Nicolas okay. Cage no. is a good actor who, who chooses to play in terrible, fucking awful, horrible okay, fucking movies. Okay, fine. I like Brendan oh. Fraser better than I like John Travolta. That's a stretch. No. Brendan Fraser? Yeah. <laughs> who, who I think is on the same level as Nick Cage. No. Yeah. No. Wow, okay. Yeah, no. I it's it's just on. Okay. That, I I I I don't know. I I thought I I think Nick Cage has been in some bad ones. I mean, you know, Ghost Rider. On I think I think certain Nick ones, Cage, but like Air Air Con, I thought is, was a great action play. Nick Cage is Kevin Costner to me. They're both really bad actors that pick really good movies to be in. Okay. No, Nick Cage picks really good movies to be in. No. Why? Uh, Go I. I, I think I will some point of them are good and, and Ghost Rider to by themselves. Fine, fine. Con Air, that was a good movie. That was a good movie. Meh. I like Con Air. Meh. Oh, that was good. Meh. That was way better than Nick Cage. No. That was Leaving Nick Las Cage. Vegas. Never saw. Matchstick Man. Wicker Man. Leaving Wicker, Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, Wicker <laughs> Man. Matchstick no, no, Man. No, 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 fine. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough. But the the point I'm trying to make is they're wedding they're Vegas? bad. I'm trying to pick intentionally pick bad people to say that's how <laughs> shitty Travolta is, <laughs> right? He's worse than that. I don't, I don't okay. like anything he's ever know. done. Okay, All right. he's a Scientologist. He is. He is. Well, he is a Scientologist. He let his fucking and, yeah. kid die. and he's not a very. Well, there's that. I mean. Yeah, that's a big deal. It, no, it is. I, I don't. He I don't mean to. Di- yeah, he's a Scientologist. Yeah, he, he, he didn't seek. He didn't doctor. seek treatment for his kid. Yeah. So he really? has. He, yeah. The, his his is like two two years ago. Yeah. About two years ago, his yeah. daughter. I want to say his daughter. I think so. Died. I, it might have been. But yeah. Son, but I, this it was certainly one or the point. other. Yeah. I don't. I don't like anything <laughs> about that guy. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's fucking creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I. But speaking of, so on on the Catwoman thing and speaking of bad bad superhero movies and total uh, Paul Rudd Ant, I love Paul, Paul Rudd, Rudd. He's Ant, Rudd Ant-Man awesome. Ant-Man He's going to be Ant-Man Sweet Paul Rudd 
Paul Rudd no, Paul no Rudd is great. Ant that guy Man. is fucking awesome. Paul, Paul Rudd is great, but wait, as Ant-Man? I don't know what Ant-Man I mean, is, that's, but hold on. That's have you like seen... fucking what's-his-name as, as Batman. I mean, come on. That's, that's like what's Ben Affleck is Daredevil. And, that and was just a terrible movie. And now it's Batman. Yeah, Ben no, Affleck I mean, was good in Goodwill Hunting when he. Oh yeah, when it, when Matt Damon wrote it for him and then acted next. Matt to him. Damon. Yeah, but Matt Damon is fucking <laughs> genius, dude. That's the South Park. <laughs> yeah, Matt Damon is probably one of my favorite actors. I like Matt Damon, uh, yeah. and, and he's a and great, like, he's a great fucking writer. And I think Affleck has been. It has been pretty good in a lot of different things. Yeah, I think, because he's, I think he'll probably actually do a good job as Batman. I, he's been I, riding on Damon's coattails. I mean, they've been buddies ever since they grew up in Boston yeah. together. Well, yeah. yeah. But no, I, I, I think he'll probably do a good job as Batman. Yeah, he's, I think he's, 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 it's, it's he a can't be any worse than fucking Clooney well, or, I mean, or yeah, but that's Val Kilmer. Or Val Kilmer. I didn't mind Keaton. Or Keaton. I liked Keaton. I liked Keaton. I liked Keaton. I liked Keaton in the first one. I liked Keaton... And I liked. I like Keaton. Christian Bale. I like Keaton. I think that. I think. I think the Keaton era of Batman was pretty shitty movies. Maybe the first one was okay. Well, but you bring Schwarzenegger in as Mister Freeze. Oh well, that that whole thing that was terrible. Well, I mean, the first one was Tim Burton, and it was a whole new vision. It was a whole different. And Nicholson and 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 nobody had done it before. Nobody had done it before. You know, really, since Adam West. Yeah, and certainly the the Batman Begins the the new trilogy the Nolan. Beats out the yeah the, that beats out the Dark Knight series for sure the Dark Knight series definitely yeah. beats out the the Tim oh Tim. I thought you were talking about like Batman and Robin with like Chris O'Donnell and Val Kilmer and like Batman Forever yeah. with Jim Carrey and well and no Danny I DeVito that that whole Anglin. series I I think the I think the Dark Knight trilogy beats out the entire series including the Tim uh, uh, Tim Burton Tim Burton original. But at the time, the Tim Burton original was original. It was new yeah, yeah, yeah. and different, and yeah. and I thought he, for what he had at the time, his vision was really good. Well, that's a good movie. It just went fucking downhill really fucking quick. Yeah. Well, because Hollywood just started making every, you know, three out of every four movies some superhero bullshit. And they were trying yeah. to make up for a bad script with a with a high name profile. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is why I think that's why bat, that's why cat that's why Catwoman was so bad. They tried to make up for a bad script with Halle Berry. They tried to make Daredevil. Daredevil was awful because they tried to make up for a bad script with, so with a bad actor. With a, <laughs> they tried to and, make up for a bad script with a bad actor. And now they're making Ant Man with <laughs> Paul Rudd. He's he's a scientist named Henry Pym who shrinks down to the size of an ant. He this he a, has this a, is a parody. Of no. It's comic. a Marvel. No, it's a Marvel no, it's comic not. book character. He's also a giant man. <laughs> no, he, it's not. He has, <laughs> he has the ability to shrink down and to increase. He's also a giant man. He can increase his size and then decrease his size. The size Wait, of so he's Ant Man and, and he's Giant Man. Giant Man. No, Giant. Yeah, Giant Man. Yeah. Ant Man and nice. And giant giant and, man. And in the comic <laughs> books, at least, he has a helmet that lets <laughs> him communicate with ants, and so he Whoa. actually like rides an ant like a fucking Western. Cowboy shit, yeah. There so. are some there are some types of ants that could be kind of scary. Well, you were talking about the last week. You were talking about the what army ants? ants? That, like yeah, like cross rivers and shit. Oh yeah, they, oh, there's those. army ants. There's jack jumpers. There's uh, bulldog ants. There's a whole bunch of them that are nasty. Yeah, none of them live here. A lot yeah, of them deep. live in Florida, where I grew up. And, yeah, or yeah, Australia. They will eat right into your foot when you're wearing sandals. Jesus. It's not pleasant. 
Yeah. But uh, anyway, back to the godless movie Lucian. Oh yeah, let's <laughs> let's talk about pedophiles. Yes, shall we? Since how since was, we're talking about comic books, how was that segue? <laughs> um. So, uh, po- Ryan would chastise you for rubbing your papers on the mic stand. Yeah, he would. He would do that, but you know what? It didn't show up at all. But I don't have GarageBand. I better not do that. <laughs> am, I, am I doing all right so far? You're yeah. doing. You're doing very well, Grant. Proximity as well. No, you're, you're good. <laughs> I just, <laughs> it's my first time behind a mic, so I'm sorry, pedophilia. Really? Please, uh, I'm I'm very intrigued. Yeah, and I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? We didn't we didn't actually introduce like why why some fucking dude named Grant would be. I don't know who the oh, yeah, fuck, fuck is this Grant how, guy? How professional are he we? He sounds so. like that guy from last week who kept. Getting up Talking in front of the mic and just episode. like yeah, interrupting just, everybody all the just time. Like, this guy talks so much, he should be regular. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what happened. <laughs> so, Grant Larimer uh, previously served three years on the board for Atheists of Utah. Did a fantastic yep. job. It is because of Grant that we have such wonderful things as our annual winter gala mm-hmm. and several other. Uh, events that are that are geared toward actual paid members of Atheists of Utah. Grant was instrumental in doing a lot of a lot of great things on the board for Atheists of Utah. Served three years, took a year off, and was recently re-elected to serve on the board for Atheists of Utah and accepted the position that was open for uh, the one-year term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what was the what was the official title that that was decided at the, at the board meeting? Well, so I'm I'm the vice president, so yes. I'm gonna be vi- vice president. Uh, Sarah, uh, God, I want to say Davidson. Davidson. I <laughs> I know everyone by their Sarah first Davidson, name. I don't my know any, board member who I'll be serving with for a be, year. And who's I don't been on know her for a year already. Now. I don't know her last name. <laughs> who, who, who I know I her very know. well. Sarah, Sarah will be president. I don't and, know the last Boy Scout, but I do know that. Well, I'm. I have a hard time remembering first names, much less last. No, Sarah. Sarah, Sarah took the position of president. I, I think she uh, is very well fit for that, and and I'm yep. I'm going to be there as VP to kind of back her up and and to let let the other two new board members kind of get get their feet wet and figure out uh, Bob and Lisa. Yeah, Bob and Lisa. Yeah. And um, I think that, I think it's a I think it's a great presidency. Yeah. yeah, I think It'll be a nice little. I think that'll work out really nicely. I yeah. think you you serving as vice to kind of help transition everything in, and you having the experience that you've had on the board, and of course beyond that, you're just a smart fucking guy who well, has his poop in a group stop. for the most part. Stop, stop, <laughs> gay or Mormon, gay or Mormon. <laughs> I think, and he I think and he was, laments the whole thing. gala thing. But what most people don't know about the gala is the only reason we have a winter gala now is because. Because I I inherited my my father's uh, tuxedo, and but no one was ever inviting me anywhere to wear a tuxedo, and so I I proposed to the board you know we should do a formal thing. Let's do a fancy let's, party. So let's I have do a fancy party tuxedo. so I can wear my tuxedo somewhere. Anyone else want to dress like a penguin? Yeah, exactly. So and everyone's like, oh, that's a cool idea, and I'm like, okay, well, and now I get to wear and my tuxedo ran, took somewhere. Took the ball and ran with it, and so history has been made. 
We've had a we've had a gala for the last three years. Three years now, yeah. yeah. Callie Callie Bertold took care. Wow, I remember her last year. She did an amazing year. job last year. I love the venue. Venue great, last great year. Great job last year. Um, Are you going to be doing the gala this year? I well, I mean, Callie Callie is still in concert with Miss. I'll probably work in concert with her because yeah. she she knows a lot more about organizing that stuff than me. Yeah. Honestly, I she really does. It's I didn't know of, what the fuck I was doing. Gig, yeah. It is her gig, so uh, we'll work together. She's she's still, as far as I know, the the sub chair or the chair of the the annual gala. So yeah. you know, I you know, if she was interested in doing it, then I'll be there to support her and help her out. Sweet. Um, but yeah, she definitely has far more connections and and is much better at negotiating than I am. So, well, you're a big teddy bear. Well, yeah, I'm I'm a sucker. You, you say teddy bear, I say yeah, I get rolled over all the time, like, rolled over wet and put away, yeah, or rolled something. over wet. What? What? How's that phrase go? What? what? How's that phrase go? I get you, rolled over wet and put roll, away dry. Put away dry is that how it goes? Something like that. No, it's it's roll. It's it's for a horse. It's road. No, not the horse saying. It's road road hard and put away hard and put away wet. There's another saying. Okay, never mind. Okay, can we just get to fucking kids now? (laughs) (laughs) He really wants to talk about pedophiles. (laughs) Well, it's better than trying to figure out what it means to be rolled over wet. It's a purple dragon thing. The fat kind, not the skinny Asian kind. Uh, anywho, pedophiles, Catholic Church, right? Yeah, absolutely. okay, of course. I mean, if I had to do with pedophiles, yeah, or the Boy uh, Scouts. So I mean, Pope Fluffy's put a number on uh, on the number of pedophiles in the high ranks of the Catholic Church. Uh, it's about one in fifty, he says. Two percent, right? And given the Catholic Church. Church's past of PR above all else, which I've said from the fucking beginning of this douchebag. Yep. Me too. Um, It pisses me off when I see fucking atheists defending him and saying, Oh, he's a great guy. This is a a pope that I can really get behind and I like, and he's doing an awesome job. What the fuck has he done? You know what what makes me more mad than that is the guys in big positions like Jon Stewart and Bill Maher. Those guys have so much pull... And they're Bill Mars kind of a I, I like Bill, nobody, but he has a huge viewership. Yeah, I like Bill. He has a huge viewership, but he's kind of a dipshit. I don't. About a lot I don't of I'm not. A, I'm not a fan. But what I'm saying is, those both of those guys, and I love John Stewart. But, oh yeah. But both of those guys play that same line. I mean, Bill Mars willing to say he's an atheist. John Stewart. You his, don't, he's I fuzzy. don't know what he, he has publicly really, stated yeah, it, but from the things that he said, I would say probably. Yeah, I would say probably so, but but at the he's same a, he's time, a jack Jew. But at the same time, they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's been put away dry, but rolled over wet, rolled over wet. Yeah. Um, but but both of those guys really don't put a foot down. Across uh, that, gr- they, they keep that gray area gray, you know, like they're willing to jump on board with a quote more liberal and any any sort of like movement toward the position they already hold. They they, they get good, yeah. way crazy with uh, you know love they, this guy love you know 
But everything this Pope has done has all been words it's all been and talk, PR yeah. and what? And I've been saying that from the I haven't bought a word of this guy's bullshit. Yeah, I one well, and now that you mention, I mean, I, I remember after the whole gay gay thing and who am I to judge? Yeah. Thing. And then Bill Maher kind of went crazy on that, and, yeah. and he was like, "Oh, you know, I can, I can, I, you know, I love this guy. He's, Who are he's you a to great judge? pope. You're the fucking pope. Well, right. yeah, and, and, the, and, and the washing the feet, he and was the vicar of Christ, and the touching the guy with the boils and, and, and everything like that. Yeah. You know, and I remember, I remember how positive Bill Maher was on the guy. Yeah, but now that you mention, and honestly, I, I haven't. Well, and I've been on the fence about speaking, it. But, I mean, Benedict was just a fucking dick all around. Well, he was a dick well, all yeah. around. But um, he, yeah. even still, it's not that this it's guy not that is Pope exactly Fluffy the, has done anything different necessarily. He's right. He's talked more pretty. He's exactly for sure. the same, but he fucking lies to you. But he, he has much better PR. He lies to you about it, and then does the exact same thing that fucking Ratzinger. Yeah, he, he's he's got a much better PR department. Yeah, when that's what they're all about. So yeah. Anyway. Back to Kitty Diddlin. Um, he says it's about 1 in 50. Uh, given the Catholic Church practice of PR above all else, I'm sure that's an underestimate. Uh, underestimate. This is, by the way, this is from J.T. Eberhard. As um, soon as you said Pope Fluffy, I figured it was J.T. Yeah, yes. Well, <laughs> oh, I, just, thought that, I thought that saying, was your I'm own take saying, on it. No, no, no. I, I'm just giving oh, you're credit quoting. on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pope Fluffy, he actually says Pope he Fluffy. He does, yeah. Okay. Yep. I thought that was your own thing. Nope. Okay. Uh about 2% of Catholic clergy, including some cardinals and bishops, are pedophiles, according to the Italian daily La Repubblica. I'm sure I said that horribly, but that's how it looks to me. According to their interview with him, yeah. Right. A, a, according to the media, that is, the, the Vatican media, interviewing <laughs> the head of the Vatican media. Um, the Pope told the Italian daily La Repubblica that the sexual abuse of children was likely, was, sorry, was like, quote, leprosy. In the church and pledge to confront it with severity, the severity it requires. When I when I heard uh, him mention leprosy, yeah, it instantly made me think of the Bible. Yep, and of Jesus course. healing the lepers. Oh, yep. geez. so right. you know, me thinking, okay, this dude has to know his biblical shit, right? Is he saying that he's going to go out and heal all of these fucking pedophile priests that he that the church has thus far just protected? He's, he plans on healing them all so they will no longer want to touch kids. And that's that's exactly the road I went down, too. Yeah. That's exactly... Because who fucking has leprosy anymore? Yeah. Yeah. But, well, but the fact is it's not like leprosy at all. No. Because leprosy is contracted unwillingly. Well, I guess I guess pedophilia is, too. But the, you don't choose to... You don't choose to have leprosy affect your body. You know what I mean? Like, if you, if you touch a kid... Well, and there's no stopping it. It's, it's, beyond, it's yeah. completely beyond your control. Yeah. Leprosy is. Leprosy yeah, is completely yeah. beyond your control. That's what I you mean. Can, you can be, you can be a pedophile and, and be born with those, those, those urges and, those right, urges right, and, and desires and, choose, and all that. And choose to... Act on them or not. And choose to you know put them down to, to, not, to not act on those urges, but you can't stop leprosy just through right. force of will. No. Right, and that was much... Better stated. I probably should have read my notes. I think you're doing a good (laughs) job. I think you're doing a really good job. uh, (laughs) After being the uh, my first week here, yeah. Uh, Psychologists believe about four percent of the population experiences some form of attraction to children under the age of thirteen. 
Um, this is the first reason why that I was think that was four percent, four percent versus the church's stated two percent of priests, cardinals. That's the first reason why. Wait, but who's saying four percent? Who's saying psychologists? Psychologists and the Pope says two. Yeah, like so, credible so psychologists. Psychologists say general population at large probably four okay. percent pedophiles. Okay, the church is saying within their yeah. ranks two percent. It doesn't even say pedophile. It just says has has an attraction to children under thirteen. Sure. Well, and that that gets into the fucking Bill Donahue. Well, they're not pedophiles; they're pederasts. No, and I'm that's not a saying big that. Fucking distinction. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. What I'm the just saying this fuck doesn't. Is a pederast. Yeah, but this doesn't say they've. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. So, but that's the first reason why uh, Fluffy's claim of two percent of priests and bishops and so forth is. Low balling for PR's sake. Sure, right. It's kind of neat, and yeah. we already we saw that coming. Yeah. Well, how how could um, it not even be more than that? More than four percent? Because I mean, they're they're totally sexually repressed to begin with. They have no outlet whatsoever for sexual. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think JT gets into that. In okay, the, sorry, yeah, the very jumping next, ahead. Okay, no, you're sorry, good. you're good. Yeah, sorry. no, it, it's it's easy to go there. I mean, that's the flow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm as smart as JT ever. <laughs> but there's there's an important thing to note here. The that attraction is involuntary. Um, it's not like people wake up and decide to be pedophiles. And that's I agree with that. Um, that should not be confused with any acceptance for adults who molest or rapes a child, though, right? And I agree with that too. Sure. Yeah. Um, while nobody can fault somebody for pedophilic urges, we also cannot tolerate psychological physical harm to children. Uh, that's where the Catholic Church has burned up its moral credibility on the subject of child rape. So why does the number of child rape cases appear higher in the Catholic Church? About 94% of pedophiles are men, and, as it stands, only men can be priests. Psychologists believe that most pedophiles will act on their desires in some way. They, also, they have also confirmed that pedophiles tend to take jobs or positions that put them close to children. And in many uh, papers... And in, and in many papers, cite the specific examples of scout leader, coach, or priest, and the conflation between pedophile and gay, courtesy of the religious right, combined with the Which fact... Which is bullshit. Yeah, it's total bullshit. Combined with the fact um, is likely the main reason gay scout leaders are still not permitted. Well, and, and the, the part in JT's article that uh, I think he, he missed out on a bit is that not only... Do, do pedophiles seek out positions where they can be close to children, but they seek out positions where they can be where they can have authority over children, which which yeah. you know the Catholic priesthood lends itself to being exactly that yeah. fucking oh, model perfectly. for pedophiles. Perfect. I think he sort of brushes up against that point later, yeah. but but yeah, I think you're you're right to sort of be more direct about it. Yeah, that's. Um, The Catholic Church needs to acknowledge this and do something to make sure priests are screened and monitored in the presence of children. Um, I would agree. Screened and monitored in the presence of children? How? Like, well, just, I mean, you know, not leaving them alone, not, you know, not allowing... Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So that there's some responsible uh, position checking well, that... there should be an open-door policy. I mean... Yeah, well, yeah, I would say more than that. I mean, I mean, well, I mean that at least as a starting. Well, point. and not not leaving priests alone with children, kind of thing, right? Like, 
the the same kind of thing that goes along with the LDS Church, where you have yeah. where you have local bishops who sit down with underage kids and ask them all of these really really intimate questions about their sexual behavior. Yeah, right. When right, it's right. when it's behind closed doors, it's just the bishop and just an underage kid. Yeah, right. Which is fucking wrong. Yeah, on so many levels. Yeah. Um, uh, while pedophilia cannot be cured, there is evidence that reporting that reporting it does greatly help stop the number of incidences of child rape. Uh, Megan's Law, a federal mandate named after a seven-year-old girl who was raped and murdered in 1994, requires that the neighborhood be notified if a sex offender moves in. Um, I understand the debate about whether such a law is justified, but nobody can deny that reporting works, reporting works to drop the number of child rape cases. In the 15 years following implementation of Megan's Law, sex crimes against children declined by 53%. But well, sure. reporting... What? Yeah, because, because if you're reporting somebody for, for committing these offenses, they're not going to be able to commit these offenses right. as easily. Yeah. Right. The, the, the problem, though, with and not, it's not, I, I don't disagree with Megan's Law. And I, I don't disagree with the, the sex offender registry or anything like that. But I've been on it because I have kids of my own. And I've been You've on, been on with, the sexual registry? No, no, I've, I've, <laughs> I've reviewed the Back registry. I've reviewed the registry with my kids about the sex offenders in my neighborhood. I've been on the sexual offender registry. <laughs> no. I've reviewed. I don't have a very good gaydar, but I was wondering why my penis was up inside my stomach when you came over today. Hello. Um, no. I've, I've reviewed the, the registry with my kids when we were both living in New York and in Salt Lake. And the problem with it, and it, I mean, it kind of gets into it here, is that it doesn't matter what neighborhood you're in. It, yeah, no matter what yeah. neighborhood, no matter what city, what state, you if you were to look up the Google map with all the pinpoints of, of sexual offenders, you're going to have them in your neighborhood. Yeah. And they're just all – they saturate the U.S. and probably the world too. Well, but it just – there's nowhere, no neighborhood you can go. Now, I mean, I it was, think, well, it was not, useful with my kids because we actually reviewed – some of the, you know, I would show them some of the pictures of, of some of the predators in in the neighborhood. And we kind of made a game about it that, you know, you'd stay away from this guy. <laughs> because, you know, and I don't know if that was the right thing to do or not. But, I mean, I, I think, know, I think if they're the problems, walking to school, I, you know. I think one of the problems with the sexual, with the sexual offender registry is that they include... Uh, among sexual offenders, those who are underage and engage in yeah. illicit activities. Like yeah. If you're if you're a, a 17 year old boy who has sex with his 15 year old girlfriend, and the parents find out, you can end up on the sexual yeah. offender Eight, registry. 18. Well, yeah, even 18, eight, yeah. 18 and 17. Yeah. Which can, to me, that's come on. Yeah. So you, I or, mean. You, so you can look at the registry and you can see the people who are on it in your neighborhood, but you have to also not just look at it and, and memorize all the pinpoints and say, stay away from here. You should look at the, the underlying what, what issues. Was the yeah. What was the offense? What was the offense? What was the offense? Yeah, because yeah. you, you can also end up on the registry for, like, say, urinating in a public park, even if it's at night. Yeah. Indecent, indecent exposure yeah. kind of stuff. In, yeah. in, in a place where children might be, like an elementary school or a yeah. public park. 
you can get on the sex registry for that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I definitely think it's a good thing that this, that this information is available to the public. It just, it it's tough because it's so saturated in every neighborhood that, I mean, what the fuck do you do about it? Even when you have the information, well, how do you, how do you protect your kids? Kill all those people. Well, no. <laughs> there's think- that. And no. I think it but speaks. That, that that raises the argument. I mean, you know, <laughs> no, and I think just, it speaks no, to a lot of the Victorian sexual repression that happens it does. here yeah, in the yeah, United yeah. States. There, there. Well, there's that too. Yeah, but I, yeah, I've I've never really raising my girls. I've I've never been a hundred percent sure what to do about it. Oh, I don't. Who is? Yeah. So, I mean, I have a thirteen yeah. year old son, and I don't even know with that. You know, we're all just fucking developed primates who are. Stumbling our way through the dark, trying to do the best we can. Yeah, that sounds like a quote. Well, Sam, Sam Harris gets close to that, but Does it's not quite. Sounds but like something like from Dan Monty Python. Jason impression. It sounds like something <laughs> from Monty Python, actually. But oh. waving my arms over my head, which is funny because <laughs> Sam Harris and Monty <laughs> Python are about as far away from each other as you can get. Yeah. I like Sam Harris, but you know that guy seems fucking humorless. He's a lot dry, of the time, right? He's like very dry. So fucking yeah. Dry. But but when 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 you want a quote that's um, where he's cutting religion with a scalpel, you want Sam Harris. Yeah. Wasn't Sam Harris? Isn't he like an anthropologist or something? He's a neuroscientist. Neuroscientist, yeah. and and you a neuroscientist is humorless. Well, that, you, you, that one. you're surprised. <laughs> you're surprised no, I mean, he, that he, a neuroscientist he, he is humorous. A little bit of humor, but he, he does it's have still he's, stuff, he's, but he's still like super dry. Well, <laughs> super dry, very, very analytical. Which is which is good. I'm not I'm not discounting well, any of that. But yeah, yeah it's it's it. I think I think a lot of his ideas are sometimes lost on those who would prefer a more personable. Yeah, interaction. I, I'm a big fan. I, like I said, he's a scalpel where Hitchens is a sledgehammer. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But the I two together, that. you know what I mean. Well, you yeah. need them both. I mean, there's I nothing mean, left yeah. after those two. You know yeah. what I mean. I like Dennett too, but uh, anyway, Dennett's yeah. a bit ver- he, from from my taste. I like totally I like Dennett, but he's he's a bit verbose, and he also yeah. seems a little bit apologetic at times. He does, yeah. He's he's a little he's a lot softer yeah. than the other three for sure of the four horsemen. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, more um, Catholic rape stuff, and that's uh, going to help, and blah, blah blah. But anyway, it ends up with what we've been saying this whole time that. Until doctrine changes, it's just words. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter that he's saying all of these wonderful and fluffy fucking things. Not a bit. That that would, you know, make JT call him Pope fucking Fluffy. Yeah. Because he's not doing... You know, he, he says all of these great things that everybody's like, Oh, yeah, rah, rah, this, this Pope is new and he's awesome and he's going to make these changes... He hasn't made any fucking changes. And then, even after he says all of these different things, it's not even that the PR department can just let them stand. Mm -hmm. He's constantly got people walking behind him, sweeping up the shit that he's left behind and saying... Correcting or clarifying. He he misspoke, or we need to clarify what he said here. You know, he said this, but what he actually meant was this. You know, he said X, what he meant was Y. What's that fucking... What's the Cardinal New York... The the American the, the cardinal over all of the U.S. and he's out of New York. Uh, 
I've, I've seen him on. He's he's always apologizing for for Fluffy's uh, comments and shit like that. Yeah, I can't oh, think of it. What I the? Can't think of it do you know who I'm talking about? He's the, the yeah. big guy. He's, he's on John Stewart. He's on Colbert. He's yeah. on. He's on the Today Show all the time. He's he's a New York Cardinal. Is it New York? I'm almost thinking like Boston. But. I'm pretty sure he's out of New York. I can't think of who it is. I mean, I'll I, mean, look I, it up. I can picture the guy in my head, but I can't think of what his name is, or I, or what his actual down. position yeah. is. Yeah, necessarily nailed down what his position is. But I mean, Dolan, I, I, yeah. Timothy Dolan, yeah, Timothy yeah, Dolan. Dolan. That's yeah. the guy. He's the That's Archbishop, exactly Cardinal Archbishop of New York, but he's. He's the North, he seems like the North American mouthpiece for the Vatican. Yeah. He's, well, a, he's he on is, all the talk yeah. shows. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's always and apologizing. Bill. Well, he's the North American mouthpiece for the Catholic Church besides Bill, Bill fucking Donahue. Bill Donahue. Well, okay, Bill Donahue. But, uh, yeah. Who, you know, if if there's one guy within the Catholic wait, Church that Donahue I would love to ordained? fucking knock in his fucking snot oh, locker... Yeah. It'd be Bill fucking Donahue. Wait a minute, but is that Donahue? guy's the biggest fucking piece of shit. Oh, yeah, Constantly. I fucking. There are very few people that I like. There, are, there are several people that I dislike. There are several people that I dislike a great deal. There are very, very few people that I fucking hate, and I fucking hate Bill Donahue. Yep. Yeah, I fucking hate yeah. that piece of shit motherfucker. But wait a minute, is yeah. Donahue actually ordained? Is he a, no. a Catholic priest? No. Okay, so he's not official. Well, he's, he's official in that the Catholic Church has not rebuked any of the yep. fucking okay. bullshit right. that he well, does. That's, right. And that's There's their that. game, too. Sure. You yeah. know, as long as... As they long send as... out their fucking attack dog, Bill Donahue, for a bunch of different shit that they don't want to tackle they on. Right. That they don't want to take on, you know, that they don't want to take head on and let him say whatever and don't ever come out publicly and say, no, Bill Donahue's a piece of shit and we don't agree with what he says. Yeah. They right, just tacitly they... agree with him by not... It gives him that safeguard by not denying what the, he's. If saying. he says something that's that attracts so much negative attention, they can say, "Well, look, I mean, he's not even officially right. whatever. He's but, not an official church representative, right?" But until then, I mean, all, you know, they've been fine to let him just just be their Rottweiler in the United States. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I fucking hate that guy. He's yeah. a piece oh yeah, of shit. no, I, I don't disagree. I don't really care for Dolan all that much either. No, no. I mean he's he's a major. No. I, I don't. I don't like Do- I don't he like fucking, Do- Do- I dislike Dolan a great deal. Yeah. I don't hate him. No, I hate I, I, Bill I get Donahue. That. I get that. Yeah. yeah. No, I I don't disagree. Yeah. Yeah. I, whenever I see Bill Donahue, like my I I worry for my television. He's he's ahead yeah. of the yeah. <laughs> he's ahead of the Catholic Catholic League Catholic League, League. Catholic League. Yeah. yeah the Catholic League yeah. Which is which is basically the unofficial, it's like Catholic the NR- Church apologetics. It's wing. like the NRA of the Catholic Church. It sounds like right? a softball or a bowling team. It's like <laughs> it's like fair. It's like fair for the LDS Church. I don't know. What that is. I don't know what fair is. Fair is the. I can't remember what it. It's an acronym, but but fair is the unofficial apologetics wing of the LDS Church. Oh. oh. And the Catholic League is basically the same thing for the Catholic yeah. Church. Okay. Um, here's a totally unrelated story. Unrelated to <clears throat> pedophilia. Yes. <laughs> and purple shirts. And the, what is, do, do you want my shirt? I mean, sure. Purple's the new <laughs> blue. Purple is the new orange. <laughs> the new blue, yeah. 
Is the new no, it's black? Nice shirt. It's, just, it's. I like my shirt. No, I, I like it too. It's the only one I ever get complimented. I would have said on. it's blue, but I'm fucking colorblind. So. That's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Does it look blue to you? He he doesn't yeah. know he has a red beard. I would so. not. Have, no, I know I have a red beard because people tell me I have a red beard. But <laughs> that's like fucking Colbert. I know I'm not racist Dude, because he did that. You were there. He did that last week with Clarence Thomas. I had to tell him that Clarence Thomas was black. People tell me Clarence Thomas is black, what? but I don't know because I don't I'm colorblind. Color. Because I don't yeah. see color. Oh my god, he's like Colbert. Dan Ellis is Colbert. Dan is. That's great. But seriously, I would. Not have guessed that it's purple. I would have said really. Yeah, it's definitely purple. It's it's purple. What, yeah. are, what are, are his jeans? What are his jeans? Well, so so part of being colorblind is that like to me, I see in color. It's not like everything is black. Yeah, yeah, and white. yeah. Sure, sure. It's just certain colors. And so it's huge. And so so being colorblind, you have to learn what color things are, kind of naturally or or organically. Like, you know, I know that trees have green leaves and brown trunks uh-huh. and grass is usually green when it's healthy so yeah. when I see it you know so I, I can't distinguish between colors of the same shade that are close like I can't distinguish between blue and purple green and brown yellow and green uh, fucking red and green sometimes huh. uh, which are opposite on the color wheel so that's yeah weird. so so it's just you know, it's not like I see in black and white, but I, apparently yeah, the yeah. color spectrum that I can see is, is way different than everybody else. So, As we like, delve into the details of Dan well, Ellis's medical oddities. <laughs> well, and I know that people... So, like, if I look at somebody and they have, like, blue eyes, like, I know that people aren't born naturally with purple eyes, and so I know that they have blue eyes. You okay. know what I mean? Like, so when I see Grant's shirt... Not everybody would wear a purple shirt, so I would think that it's blue. Oh, okay. <laughs> so my my eyes, you know, are blue just because because they wouldn't has be purple, purple. Right. right? But you can't really tell, right? So Weird. in high school, there was this. There was the, I don't there know was what a, that means still, but that's okay. Well, there was a girl in high school who bought purple contacts and put them in. Yeah. And everybody one day in class was like commenting on how cool her eyes looked and oh, that's so great and whatever. I'm like. Oh yeah, that's a really nice color of blue, and everybody thought that was really funny, or that I was fucking retarded because I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that they were purple. Because huh. purple isn't a natural eye color, right, right, right. right. You know, and and huh. I can remember in grade school, I would get really fucking, I would go home crying when I was in grade school if, and I would hate to let other kids borrow that my crayons. That is really hard to imagine. <laughs> Well, That's really would, hard to I would picture. hate to let other kids borrow my crayons because they would tear the fucking wrappers off of my crayons and so I couldn't read the fucking color of the oh, crayon. Sh- oh, Fucking nice. asshole kids. And would not kids know... Kids are the fucking worst. And would not... Fucking... Kids are such little bastards. Uh, and so I wouldn't... Mean. And so then I wouldn't Just know... Just put them in a pod until they're 25. <laughs> things, right? And so for the longest time, like, all my teachers thought I was just really fucking dumb because I'd color, like... The grass brown and the trees brown and their trunks green and you know I'm fucking up colors all over the place and it didn't once occur to them until like I was in the fourth or fifth fucking grade that oh Dan's colorblind he's not stupid <laughs> <laughs> or possibly both <laughs> but yeah. they're not ex- mutually exclusive they're, they're they're not yeah like I'm, I'm it's all as, relative I'm about as colorblind as you stupid. can be really like. You know, they say, oh, is it, is it 
what is it, blue green or red? Yeah, blues, green, greens, or and then like pinks, reds, orange. Yeah, I'm I'm all of them, mm. all of them. I'm super colorblind. Wow, I itch a lot. Like I'm colorblind so, enough oh. that <laughs> where <laughs> is Grant matching? I'm all, all over enough yeah. that like the the street lights when you're coming to an intersection, I have to know like. I'm sure not a whole lot of people necessarily have have recognized that the lights on a street light go in a particular order. Yeah. Where green is at the bottom. Yeah. I'm sure they yellow have. is in the middle, red is at the top. If they have I have to know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if I if I can't see the display of the lights on on the in order, if I can only see that there's a light there, I don't know necessarily whether it's green or yellow or red. So, so don't go to fucking Phoenix, man. <laughs> Because the, the lights well, are yeah, the lights are this way, but, but yeah. even then they still follow a particular they order. They still follow an order. You just have to, so right. the, you the have natural, to have somebody. The, to the natural question for somebody who is um, color privileged, not uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> would be would be uh, what color does it look to you but I mean that doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense when you're talking to a colorblind person because it looks like the color I see I don't don't, there's no there's no frame of reference yeah there's no way for me to kind of get inside that or for you to get inside how I see the politics of being color privileged (laughs) I should write a paper on that (laughs) (laughs) well and I think I think I think honestly like it took me a while to come up with I was stuttering around it's genius man it's it's actually color privileged and I think I compensate a lot in in the way that I view a lot of different things I can remember when I was young when I was younger and I'd go deer hunting with my dad and my uncles and my grandfather and, and we'd be out you know, driving through whatever mountain range and and scoping out the hills to see if there were any deer around. I was always the very first one to spot any of them. Oh, and it wasn't because I would spot a color difference or anything. I could spot motion Movement. a yeah, lot motion. easier than yeah. any of them ever right. could even think of. And then when you shoot it, it wasn't so disturbing because you're like, oh, strawberry froyo. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was that like, I no, would, that's not pink. It was that I would spot motion a whole lot easier, and I would spot a difference in texture and shape a lot easier than they mm. would. So you're you're really open about this. I, I I tend to wonder, do you get really sick of people asking you? So that blanket over there, what color is that? Well, no, I'm, I've grown up. With people asking me that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is that just what, normal? What color, to, what color does this what, look like to you? I mean, it's, I mean, it's all, it almost seems like a sideshow thing. Yeah, it would seem like, right. oh, what color is this? Yeah, you know, what, well, yeah, and people do that all you, the time. You don't get sick yeah. of it, the, and, and they'll say, "What color is this?" And I'll say, "Well, to me, it looks like it could be blue or purple." Oh, okay. I couldn't tell you the difference between the two necessarily. Okay. To me, that's the, the what I register as what Grant is wearing could be yeah. blue or purple. But I, knowing that most people don't wear purple as often as they wear blue, would assume that it's blue. Mm-hmm. Does Tracy dress you? How do you match every day? <laughs> if you, if you, seriously, if you pay attention to the to the kind of things that I wear, I wear primarily either black or yeah, white yeah. or blue, and know that. Those things go with most of what. Well, because I mean, what you're wearing right now goes pretty well, according yeah. to my eye. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's it's black and white. It's, and black, and it's gray. black and white and gray. Well, yeah. it's that's teal. What is your? Well, yeah, the, the logo so, is teal tinted. 
You have the logos teal tinted, and your and you've got teal in your shorts. Yeah, teal in your shorts, and then black. Yeah, maybe I got lucky today. I don't know. <laughs> I, I figured so. The shirt is black, right? I know that these shorts have are black, black yeah, and white and gray. And gray. Yeah, and then there's, and then there's some white in there and white in your shorts, but there's yeah. teal tint and then teal stripes in your short, and it's yeah. perfect. So I, I just figured I'd be good to go with the black and white and gray. Huh. Well, and that's and that's the majority of my wardrobe. Like I have very few color differences in my wardrobe. It's it's primarily black, white, and blue. Black, white, right. blue with occasional red thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This is a super, like, riffy, ranty episode. <laughs> it's really... So, like, I have... I brought so much news because I knew Ryan wasn't going to be here. And we've gone through shit of it. <laughs> well, That's but we right. did we but did swallow and shirtless. I mean, we, they're they're the big ones. We did swallow, yeah, so. but I still I still threw away a whole page of that one and a whole page of the pedophile one. But uh, that but my point is though, it's, it's fun. It's kind of yeah, nice to just no, relax it's, it's a little great. bit. And, yeah, you know, usually Ryan's kind of tapping the watch and yeah, like seriously, you know, everybody's like, oh, you do the podcast. And I'm like, I fucking love it. I yeah, just love sitting here and bullshitting just with you bullshitting. guys. It doesn't matter what we talk about. I just fucking have yeah. a good time. Yeah, I, I look forward to it every week. It's, Even it's honestly one of the highlights of my week. Hour and a half of traffic today. The freeway I'm was sorry, ridiculous. dude. That's going to suck. Yeah. Nah, it's okay. Where are you coming from? Orem. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Dude, it was... He said he left his house at 4.30, 4:30 and, and, and I got here at 6.00. Six. Yeah, it was I really left, bad today. I left was so I left. I came straight from work and I work in Draper, so oh, the other shit. side of the mountain, way down there. Yeah, and and I left a little after five. Yeah, and showed up after you. So yeah, I must have hit even were more. Six thirty. Yeah, about I hit even half. more traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's about rough. Well, and and we're we're planning on moving down south. It's about fucking time. Or toward <laughs> toward Salt Lake anyway here this year. Yeah, you were saying T-Bill. Yeah. Well, so we've, you know, we've applied and been pre-approved for uh, a decent-sized mortgage, and we're looking at the Murray-Taylorsville area. Mm. There are a few homes that we've been looking at online and are interested in checking out. We'll be, actually tomorrow, we're meeting with the, with a broker and our realtor, and we'll be looking at a couple homes, so. Oh, cool. By the end of the year, I'm guessing we'll be in either Murray or Taylorsville. I have a couple, well, I have three Zillow searches saved on my app. One is for Murray, one is for Taylorsville, one is for uh, Mill Creek. Oh, okay. Hmm. So, and honestly, one 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 of the primary motivating factors for us moving is that the internet at my house fucking sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't deal with it anymore. I'm fucking tired of it. And I'm tired of pissing away my money on rent. I want to own something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's And that's why I bought. Yeah. Although it is, it is. I mean, you know, there's there's the benefit of, of owning something and building equity and all that. But it's also a chain around your fucking neck, too. Oh, yeah. Well, so, but I mean, so be, yeah. I looked at, you know, I, I looked at a couple different calculators online. And it was... You know, what are you currently paying in rent? How long have you been there? And what are you looking at paying for a mortgage? Mm-hmm. I figure that if... And, and based on a few of the different calculators that I've seen online, I've pissed away $50,000 oh, sure. over the last five years renting this house. Mm-hmm. Just in just in taxes and negative equity. 
that mm-hmm. I'm I'm paying my landlord's house payment. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, it's it's not benefiting me at all, other than putting a roof over my house. I don't get any tax break off it. I don't get any equity. Yep. Yeah. By the way, a bit of interesting etymology, if you're interested in the term landlord. Yeah. Um, religious in origin. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Well, it, it dates back to um, the big fat European dragon era of the Middle Ages. When you had uh, the serfs and... Yeah. When you had serfs and, and the, the Catholic and, Church yeah. owned all the land across Europe, mm-hmm. pretty much. Based, you know, And they would build... Um, a little house for the monk or the friar or the lord to live in, and the peasants would till the land and do that, and they would just, the monks or whatever, would work on transcribing the Bible or whatever the fuck they did, whatever useless shit they did, and, and, and the peasants would pay <laughs> the landlord the the rent for using that, that property that mm-hmm. was owned by the church. So we have the Catholic Church also to thank for rent. <laughs> What are you not not in? not the New York musical. Instead of just, well, I'm just you, saying. Yeah, what no, are you no. vaping? It smells like cotton candy. Key lime. I know. Key not lime. not only that, but that is the that looks like the fucking Alice in Wonderland caterpillar. Yeah, it, it, it is. is a I, big I, ass I, tank. Well, I'm I'm a big ass person, so I yeah. <laughs> Can you fit a whole <laughs> bottle of juice in that thing? Well, it depends on the size of the bottle. But no, I mean I can't. Oh, I you can't get the fit tiny out. little ones. Well, no, but these are the these are trial size. These are this is this is a five milliliter size that I get for like two fifty, just to try out new combinations. Yeah, yeah. But they sell them in like fifty milliliter sizes. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get the size Jesus, you want, but my no, tank is way smaller. That's yeah, why you have but to go to the bathroom so often. I'm a fucking pack a day smoker. Ah, <laughs> right? oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Uh, I've got a small tank. <laughs> no, I I just I get sick of refilling. I I get sick of having to charge up the battery, so I get a big battery, so I don't have to charge it up so much, and big tank, so I don't have to fill it so much, and yeah, yeah. I and should with the battery. I should like I have a double coil because it hits harder. Because mm. I want to, I want a throat hit. Yeah. yeah. Well, and what I found out. Strong. Well, so I, I don't know where you get your fluid and all that. So, as far as throat hit, we're we're talking electronic cigarettes here, and I, I, I don't like to call them electronic cigarettes because there is nothing cigarette-y about it to me. It's a vaporizer. It's yeah. it's it's a vaporizer. There's no tobacco. Okay. There's no smoking. There's no smoke. It's a vaporizer. Yeah. Sure. And so the whole e-cigarette thing, I I don't like that. And the restrictions concept. they put on it are bullshit. Well, and that's all fucking bullshit. And yeah. and even people I like, like Nancy Snyderman, I mean, Doctor Nancy Snyderman, she's like coming out hardcore against e-cigarettes. And but even she can't articulate a clear reason why. The reason she's coming out against them is fear. Is it reminds her of of, of what the unknown. We what don't know. Be what what these things can do but the reality is i mean you know you combine you combine any you combine peanut butter chocolate and zucchini into a new recipe you don't know what the outcome is going to be have we had ramifications are of our this 20 years i mean fucking but the chemicals in in vaporizers in in the fluid used in vaporizers are all fda approved Chemicals used in our food, over used in medicines, propylene glycol is used in 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 asthma inhalers as a delivery system. That's why you get the throat hit from propylene yeah. glycol 
is because it's a it's the same thing that's used to deliver asthma medication. It's not asthma medication. It's the delivery mechanism yeah, that helps right. it coat your lungs with the medication. In this it's, case, it's FDA approved shit. But as far as throw hit goes, the, well, I was just going to say. I mean, if if they're going to worry about that, you know, just take a quick look at how many fucking Oreos and gallons of milk are bought every day in this country that well, and, are sold everywhere and nobody bats an eye. And, and fucking corn syrup. I mean, fucking I, high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, that's... But anyway, it doesn't But as far idea. as throat yeah. hit goes, if you like a throat hit, the sugar, two yeah. things, the two factors that go into a throat hit are the level of propylene glycol. Mm-hmm. You, you have two chemicals, vegetable glycerin and propylene glycol. Yep. If you have more propylene, if you have more PG, mm-hmm. you get a stronger throat hit. Yep. And what I just recently learned is that if you have more nicotine in your fluid, you get a better throat hit. Yeah, I get the maximum of both. Because I'm I'm actually down to zero nicotine in mine. Oh, you're and I get zero throat hit, and it was kind of <laughs> pissing me off. And that's and that's how I just learned. Gross. That nicotine. <laughs> that's gross. Translates into well, I Ew. you're fucking you're breathing. So you're you're just making your breaths breath. Well, no, I, I get I get a little bit of a throat hit. I get a little bit of the flavor. It's enough. And I'm debating... Can I, sure. can I, what, what is it? Key lime? It's key lime. Zero nicotine, high PG. And he's taking the hit. He's taking a hit. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know. It's nothing. I Yeah. But do I really want to go back to nicotine? I mean, I'm, may, I'm may down I to I zero try? nicotine. Now I, I just recently got a strong nicotine, the same the same fluid, so same know, my, everything. My oh Jesus was that his thing has zero throat hit. It yeah. It does taste like key lime a little it bit. It does taste like, like yogurt key lime. or something maybe. Yeah, there's there's no throat hit there. No. It it's not. But I've I've cycled down to it. I mean it, this was a two year process. Yeah. To cycle down if, to this. See point. if that one's better. Just just let it kind of build like you did with that one. You, you don't have to set it. Put it, push it for a minute. Yeah, or? push, just push it and kind of just let it build up for a minute. You know what I mean? And you don't have to suck on it really hard or whatever, but just kind of let it go for a second. It's better, yeah. Oh, Jesus, yeah. That's better, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get that. You get that throat hit in the burn. It's the double coil. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, that's that's what I used to have. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I just recently got fluid with a high nicotine level, and and that's that's why I get with the high nic. It's mm-hmm. a nicotine. It's a the propylene glycol and the nicotine combined to give you the throat hit. Yeah, I alternate two batteries throughout the day so. because I can't. I just I smoke it so much. Yeah, I've, I've got and I've got a third I one that I burned so out much. upstairs. Really? And anyway. I'm I'm big on the uh, adjustable voltage batteries is that good i i love it i just can't justify spending six bucks 60 bucks on one of those things i don't spend 60 bucks on mine what do you what is yours i spend like on these i spend like 25 or 30 what on these it's a website ecblend.com but the benefit of the adjustable voltage is that different fluids vaporize at different currents right 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 and so the adjustable, it gets rid of that burning flavor that you get sometimes. Yeah. When your battery is either overcharged or undercharged or you have the yeah. wrong kind of fluid, if you just adjust the voltage a little bit, you can eliminate the burning flavor. I see. So, 
honestly, the views seem to like be the views. helping me. Views are good. Yeah. The views are great. Yeah, I, yeah, I love good. the views too. They're just expensive for well, me. I just, well, and the views—it's gonna like be those. the views menthol. The views regular yeah, taste like yeah. fucking garbage. Well, but the, the good thing about like those actually taste like there's tobacco somewhere yeah. in there. Like it's yeah. kind of got that. We like these are. That's just candy. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. This this tastes like a menthol cigarette. Yeah, it does. Yep. See, I'm I'm not really big on the tobacco flavor. I I can take or leave the tobacco flavor. I'm more into sensation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and this is, I mean, these are really close to how I would feel if I was smoking a menthol cigarette. Right. But in either case, whether it's mine or your views or your high nicotine, none of them have been proven to be negative to anyone. There's no evidence whatsoever that's negative, and there is substantial evidence that it is a a really solid stop smoking aid. Yeah, sure. Well, and not even it not, fucking even, works. Even if you're not using it, even if you're aid. using it to not stop smoking, it's a smoking alternative that's, that's much so more much better. fucking beneficial to you than the, smoking uh, cigarettes. Hundreds of fucking chemicals you are not intaking. Thousands. How can it not be better? I think yeah. thousands. Maybe it's thousands. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it could very well be thousands. Two thousand. And yeah, including things like acetone and. You know, Rat poison, of, yeah, strychnine, yeah, yeah, and tar. So you don't get tar. Yeah. No, I, I vaping. I'm I'm a pack a day, twenty five plus year smoker, and vaporizers are the only thing that have ever ever gotten me off cigarettes. Yeah, they work pretty well for that. And it, they may not work for everybody, but they fucking work for me. Do. Two years now <laughs> off cigarettes. Good job. Yeah, nice job. Yeah. I mean, aside from uh, yeah, the occasional cigarette, cigarette here and there, maybe sure. a, yeah. a dozen a year, I mean, tops. But yeah, I'll have, yeah. I'll have the occasional cigar. I had a cigar yesterday golfing. How did I know? I got <laughs> <laughs> to tie it back into golfing. Uh, I, I had, but I just so, like how you compared golfing to Easter earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Hunting for that little well, Easter egg. Freaking, yeah, this, instead of a flag. Well, I mean, how many things can't you, you combine? You know, well, it's, tie it's, that to Easter. It, it's and fucking rabbits and jam in the grass, and <laughs> I, you know, I mean, there. I don't even remember what I was going to say. Je- now. Jesus fucking just jam in the grass. Saying, like, after yeah, you, I was like saying instead of instead of the the pin, is that they call it the flag? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's like just a big crucified cave Jew. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be easy to see from a ways away. Roll the rock away from that green so that I can find out where I need to go. (laughs) Oh, it's already gone. It's gone. Oh. (laughs) We're three days late. (laughs) All right, so what other... You said you had a bunch of news items. What else you got? Well, did you see the article in the Tribune today about the poll? Which poll? The religious poll. Poll shows... How Americans view Catholics, Jews, Mormons, and more. Go ahead. I didn't. I didn't read the entire thing. So, but uh, but Americans still hate atheists. Yeah, but, but the, apparently they okay like to, us it's okay slightly. They read it because they like can us. Make fun of you for over highlighting. They like being, us being prepared. They like us slightly <laughs> more than they like Muslims now, which is a, which is, is a true? change. Trending well, so trending to the here's here's a. Right in the middle of the article, trending to the chilly negative zone, atheists at 41% and Muslims at 40%. 41? So we're 1% That's higher high. than... Well, I'm not, I'm not sure what this presented... Well, they were giving a... They, so people in the poll were given a 0 to 100 thermometer 
to rate various religious groups. Okay. So, Jews, so according to this, according to this thermometer, whatever that means to whoever was rating it. Right, right. They gave Jews 63, Catholic 62, and Evangelical 61. Yeah. In the middle, Buddhists at 53, Hindus at 50, Mormons at 48, and on the low end, atheists at 41, Muslims at 40. Okay. But there was also other details about this, about the rating between uh, how evangelicals are viewed between uh, Republicans versus Democrats. Mm-hmm. Um, white evangelicals gave their highest warmth score to Jews. Well, so oh, there, there was a oh, lot. Warmth a, score? Well, so it's a warmth score. <laughs> it's a thermometer. Score. It's a thermometer <laughs> where... We should, we should, we, well, I should point out, Dan's just re-entering the conversation. He just re-entered. That's right. After having peed hey, once, once pee to twice, my twice. Man. I was going to say it. Once to my twice. Everyone, it's fine. Everyone knows already. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just saying. Usually, usually he's more well informed. Yes. So no, <laughs> the the people, the people, I turned, the people in, in this I poll turned that into a kind of a compliment in a way. <laughs> well, the, thank you. <laughs> the people in this poll were given a, a thermometer of zero to a hundred, where they rated various religious groups, and which is silly. Like zero gonna be, to hundred. Who's going to be rating something like? A sixty-three. Well, but that's what they were asking in the poll. That's yeah. specific. And, like and zero to a hundred, one to ten. It doesn't. Yeah. Jews, yeah. Jews, Jews, Catholics, and evangelicals were top. Middle were Buddhists, Hindus, and Mormons. Bottom of the really bottom Buddhists were in the middle. Were yeah, in the middle. I can see that. And that's bottom weird. were atheists and Muslims, and we beat out Muslims by one point. Oh fuck yes. So, but there are also other ratings in here about how, like, evangelicals viewed other Christians and Christians viewed evangelicals. And it was like, uh, white evangelicals gave their highest warmth score to Jews. However, Jews gave evangelical scores a very low score. Yeah, yeah. Because they're fucking Evangelicals nuts. love Jew- are okay with Jews. Jews fucking hate evangelicals. Evangelicals like Jews because they figure that if they can get the Jews to fight with the Muslims, yeah. Jesus is going to come back. Right, and Jews don't proselytize. Right. Yeah. Um, atheists are overall pretty cold to Christians. <laughs> yeah. uh, but not uniformly, apparently. Uh, we're okay more with Buddhist Jews and Hindus, of course, than we are with other uh, than, than like monotheists. Christians than monotheists. and monotheists yeah, and, and things like that. And I, there's, I, I fit right in with everything you just said. Yeah, yeah. there's there were vast differences in age. Of course, um, yeah. The old, the older you the are, old the population's going to be okay with Christians, not so much with yeah. Muslims, atheists, or Jews. Race was a big factor. Yep. Party affiliation was a big yeah, factor, yeah. and the difference there. There were a lot of numbers in this, and I, I can't read the entire fucking article. And why, unless you want me to, but I don't think you want me to. <laughs> and, there's, and there's so many but, different. I mean, there's certainly when well, Republicans were. Oh, I'll say because I'm a, I'm big politics and and fuck. Yeah, Grant, fucking Republicans. Grant, Grant is the conservative uh, Tea Party uh, 
representative of the atheists of Utah. Yeah, that's yeah, me. That that's Grant for sure. That's me because I. That's why I watch Rachel Maddow every day. <laughs> you is know what's weird about Rachel? To r- I was going to say this earlier, against. and it, and then I got scared downstairs, and I didn't go back up there. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Rachel Maddow, like, I love her show, but she, like, sometimes I'll watch her and I'll be like, oh yeah, she's. She's a pretty attractive gal. And then I'll be like, eh, what was I? I don't know. Not, oh, yeah, yeah. No, she's pretty She's pretty attractive. And I go back and forth all the time. Like, when I first look at her, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's pretty. And then I'm like, nah. Does that happen to you guys? Or is it just I, I think I, she's very attractive. I, I like I think her. She's, I think she's I, sexier with the glasses. I'm, 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 I'm a love bit her of a with, sapiosexual. So I love her with I, the glasses. Yeah, she's, she's fucking smart and... Yeah, that makes her sexy. Although that means what the a sapiosexual, I don't know like sapiosexual is attracted to intelligence. Oh, the the problem I have with Rachel and and I love her show. I watch it all the time. The problem I have with this sometimes, like you're not to all the times, sapiosexual. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Grant, I cut you off for the fourth no, time so, tonight. Every now and then, well, so you know her lead-ins to her story are super yeah, really in-depth. long, yeah. in-depth. really long, mm-hmm. in-depth. and then she ties it all and up. At a the lot end, of just times, perfectly. Yes, right. and a lot of times, kind of like we do without the tie up at the end. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and a lot of times it's so perfect, but sometimes it's a little nauseatingly long. And maybe it's only long when I there, yeah. already know all the background, and I don't need to know all that fucking background. No, there are occasions where I'm like, "What the fuck are you?" I mean, getting? just what, get what to the fucking to? point. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of times, when she's going over something that uh, that I don't know as much about, that all the background is is and really really fucking. And then when she really finally comes to the end, you're like, "Oh my god!" Oh my god! It's like it's like a fucking orgasm at yeah. my desk. Yeah. It's like yeah. So it yeah, was beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, I do the same that's, thing. That's the only problem I have is sometimes the lead-in is, is a little boring. Yeah. But I, I, I feel very the same rarely. way sometimes. Like, every now and then she kind of loses me. Like, like mid-history mid mid lesson that she's giving, I kind of tune out a little bit. And then, yeah. and then toward the end she'll bring it back. And it's like, you know, she'll start off really warm. Like, oh, yeah, that was fucking ridiculous. And then it builds and builds and builds. And then it kind of cools off. And I'm like, I kind of lose interest. And then she gets toward the end. And it's like, she builds a bit. She builds a bit again. And then, like, super fucking fire. I'm like, wow, that was fucking awesome. I can't believe she just did that. Like, tied in all of this history that fucking libertarians seem so fucking ignorant of sometimes. Yeah. And it makes me <laughs> fucking insane that's and wild. raging. And that's- yeah, and then, and, yeah. And I, so she you know, I, I, have a lot of, I have a lot of libertarian friends, and I think a lot of them are very intelligent, but at the same time, I think a lot of them sure. are just so fucking ignorant about well, history it, that yeah. it pisses me well, off so fucking much. And I, I, don't, I don't know if we want to delve into this subject. <laughs> fucking, the, the crisis, and I'm doing air quotes here, crisis on the border... With the tens of thousands of, of uh, immigrant children. Of children. Oh, my God. And, and you know, again, the history that nobody has. I don't know if you want to get it. It's a long fucking subject. Yellow peril. Have you ever heard of the yellow peril? No. Okay. So or maybe the, I have, but I can't. The yellow peril was the Chinese immigration in oh, the late boy. 1800s. The yellow peril was... 
was a term coined by well, it wasn't coined by him, but he, he re, re regurgitated J.P. Morgan. No, no, William Randolph Hearst. No, the fucking same difference. Holy shit, I was close. The fucking Rupert Murdoch of yes. the late eighteen eighteen hundred. Yes. yes, of course. Who who published a series of articles? I mean, he he had he owned newspapers across the country. Yeah. He published I've seen, articles I've seen and cartoons and okay, <laughs> and cartoons about the yellow peril and about how the evil Chinese, the evil Asians, are going to come here with their disease-ridden Asians Progeny. are going to come here and they're going to rape your women and kill your children. I mean, this this the yellow peril is where stereotypes like Fu Manchu came from. And shit like that. The the evil Asian. You know, and, and we went through that in the 1800s after we invited them here. We brought them here to build our railways. And then... Oh. And then that the gold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we invited them to build our railways. <laughs> okay. Well, but but we only allowed the men to come. Here's the thing: a lot of people no, don't that, know. That, that totally makes. We it really need to make our trains go. Will you come over here and help during, us during <laughs> during the gold rush? During the gold rush, we we allowed. Asians to immigrate, but we only allowed male Asians to immigrate sure. because we didn't want those males to get married and have children. So we wouldn't let women come. We only let men I, I, come. I don't like your use of we here. I wasn't ever... <laughs> well, okay. America. America. At the time, the United States. I'm uncomfortable with the whole idea of this, but I'm just so I'm trying to well, distance no, I'm, myself I'm a trying to. I'm trying but to show how... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything old is new again. It's we never learn from we never learn from this. Okay, that I agree America with, yeah. America did this in the late eighteen hundreds and then we got and then the economy went south, we blamed the fucking Asians, and then we had the Chinese Exclusionary Act, which was the only law, the only immigration law that was ever put into place that excluded a particular race. Right. That was race based law. The Chinese Exclusionary so, Act. Which was in place for like six years. We I, I, we I, actually had laws on the books which would strip an American woman of citizenship if she married a Chinese man. I mean, maybe 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 in word, that's the only. I mean, but I think I think um, Mexicans trying to make a life for themselves coming across through Arizona would disagree that we have. Never had policy against a specific we never race have, immigrating. We, I mean, we never had it specifically stated that in Mexicans word. Like in, in, yeah, word. in word. Like That's I what said, I'm saying. Not word. in deed, but in but word. when you talk about in the deed. politics yeah. of Arizona There's right deed now word. Yeah, and Texas, no yeah. you know, but, Rick Perry I mean, and Sean Hannity. Oh, sure. Well, and Rick Perry. Well, and we Rick had, Perry used to be all about immigration reform, and we should let these people come across, yeah. and we should educate these seen, children. You've seen those pictures, right? With Rick Perry and Sean Hannity on those boats patrolling the borders with machine guns? No. No. No, well, but that was that was one of Rick Perry's... Well, and this is, this goes back to Rachel Maddow, where she just last week Hey, we're tying it together. Where she just, just last week highlighted that Rick Perry used to be all about immigration reform and educating these young kids who would come over yeah. here. And that was one of his downfalls as far as being a Republican. Because yeah. he showed compassion for these fucking kids who were coming over here, and you know, according to the Republican rule book one hundred and one, 
that was a big fucking no-no. Well, yeah. after Ted Cruz, he had to really tea party it up to, to right. win any votes. I mean, right. And Ted Cruz is but, a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, that's a guy we, I hate. Yeah, I do too. I fucking hate Ted Cruz. Yeah. But we, we do this throughout history time and again. We've done it with the Asians. We've done it with the Irish. We've done it with the, with the Jews, obviously. We've done it with the Latinos time and time can again. I just, can I say in, we've in done it with African Americans? Can I put that in there? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've done it with them. Not a lot of people know this. The, the, what about Native during, Americans? During the, well, the Native Americans. <laughs> yeah. The Great Depression, the Great De- and the, and the fallout, the economic collapse after the Great Depression. A lot of people blame that on Latino immigrants. No, they bl- And on we Latino actually Latino had immigrants? we actually had mass deportations of Mexican of Latinos, not Mexicans, Latinos. We but we packed them into buses and trains and dumped them over the Mexican border. Even when they weren't Mexican, even when they were fucking citizens of the U.S. or they weren't Mexicans, we tens of thousands and some estimate hundreds of thousands of Latinos were packed up during the Great Depression and dumped over the border because they were blamed for the effects for the economic collapse that followed the Great Depression. Well, and that I, I think that kind of goes along with. Even here in Utah during World War Two, when we created yeah. camps for Japanese, well, in the Japanese camps, yeah. I mean, we we had a giant Japanese camp here in Utah. Yeah, Does and that- we're doing it again. We're again, we we have an economic downturn, and we're blaming. And now, not only are we blaming Latinos, we're blaming a busloads of Kids. Latino children, yeah. right? As if they had anything to do with anything. I mean, the anything. vile, and, and it's the same fucking bullshit. Don't, people out there with signs saying, don't bring your diseases to us. You know, saying these kids are disease-ridden. Ignorant motherfuckers. Yellow peril. It's the same fucking William Randolph Hearst bullshit from over 100 years ago. So that have, does that movement have anything to do with the decline in, in um, white American salsa dancing? During that period, <laughs> the deportation of all those. That I have no idea. I'm just wondering why I'm shitty on the floor. Before we go back to bashing fucking libertarians, <laughs> god damn it! That I have no idea. It, it the the whole libertarian thing. I understand. Like, I think a lot of people who are libertarians, and I've I've posted this before that, you know, they 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 see the first what, five letters, five or six letters of the word libertarian and go, oh yeah, fuck, I'm all about liberty. Liberty, personal freedom, blah, blah, blah. And they're completely fucking ignorant to the history of the United States. And you see a bunch of libertarians who are, like like Rand fucking Paul, who yeah. has said that he would have voted against the Civil Rights Act. Yeah, And I hear tons and tons of fucking, even today... Libertarians saying that they wouldn't have voted for the Civil Rights Act and that the that the Civil War was unjustified yeah. in trying yeah. to free the slaves yeah. because it showed aggression. They're yeah. all about this NAP, yeah. the yeah. non-aggression principle. Fuck you and fuck your non-aggression principle. There are some things that you need to fucking stand up for and fight for. And, and, and be prepared to be brutal about. How yeah. fucking long would slavery have existed in the United States had we exercised a non-aggression fucking principle? Well, have have that, you been that, to the South well, lately? 
No shit. It would still be going on. Well, no shit. Not some, just like, they're still pissed about in the, it. In the fucking 60s to today, had they not fucking taken the National Guard in there to integrate fucking schools, how yeah. long would we have had black people subjugated in the South, in the United fucking States, still because today. people didn't want to... Didn't one, want to, you know, exercise an aggression principle. And no, one, and you. one, yeah. and one of yeah, their, and one of their arguments is that what Lincoln should have done is he should have gone down there and bought up all the slaves, and and no, no, then no. freed them. No, because yeah, no, that's because how that that's worked. how that works no, in no, a capitalistic no. economy. Is that when you buy up all the supply of something, then it just goes away. Right. No, in in a capitalistic economy, you buy up all the fucking supply. They resupply with they more. Get more. Right. That that Even increases more. demand, and uh, fuck that. It's the, the thing. I no, what about, libertarians don't understand. It's short fucking sighted. What libertarians don't understand about history and about social involvement is is a, is the, is how we as a, as a society and as a species, not just America, but just as a species in general, have evolved a social contract. And, and how we've created the social contract of core rules that we need to get along, to, to live in a society. We don't live in an agrarian society where my neighbor is two miles away and his actions have no impact on me. My neighbor is six feet from my house. And so we have to have this social contract. We have to have these rules and these agreements or else we're going to be at each other's fucking throats all the time. And libertarians don't seem to understand that. They think that we can do whatever the fuck we want and and everyone needs to just get over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not how a civil society survives. Yeah, not not you not one with a lot of population. No, you, you can't have and not one with a lot of population with fucking weapons that can like mow down everybody. You can't every have time everybody you're looking after their own interests. No, so so, and and I get into this a lot with with people who are not only libertarians but are but are anarchists who say you know yeah. no government is the way we need to go. Yeah, that's and, no. And you say okay, right. so how will you settle any kind of dispute? Let's yeah. say that you have a home built on property that you fenced off, what's to stop me from saying, no, your fence is on my property now. Your yeah. house is on my property now. Who Who is to be the well, adjudicator of this? Whoever has the biggest gun. Right. Yeah. And that's fucking stupid. No. Right. So That's so, not the way a civilized society runs. Right. So, so Dan lives next to, or Grant lives next to a Catholic priest who takes your six-year-old daughter into his barn and fucks her all night. And then gives her back. What are you going to do about that? I'm going to blow his fucking head off. Okay, <laughs> but but I'm just saying. Do you know what I'm saying? But like, no, that's not what government. There's nowhere to take that. Yeah, yeah. yeah Everyone whole, just does what they want. Yeah. I I I got no, into I got work. into a little bit of an argument with somebody in the atheist of Utah group one time after a coffee chat. We went out for drinks afterwards. One time. One yeah, time. just one time. It's never happened. <laughs> one time. It's never happened since then. Before. One time. It's never. It never happened before. It's never happened since. I'm sure. <laughs> but we were talking about unions and and uh, you know the, the the union movement and power of the people that kind of stuff. And he's he's very libertarian and was saying, well, you know, 
unions are so corrupt and they're so terrible and blah, blah, blah. And I said, so are you saying they're more corrupt or more terrible than the corporations and companies that led to their inception? Yeah. Like, how the fuck do you think that they were ever fucking created? Do you think that unions just sprang up because of no fucking reason at all? Yeah. Like, that corporations and employers were so fucking decent to their employees that there was no fucking need for any union at all? Yeah. That unions just sprang up spontaneously and said, hey, things are going great for us, but we want more? No. Fucking unions were started because these corporations and companies and individual owners of things we're shitting all over people, and the people finally stood up and said, hey, you can't fucking do this to us and anymore. And they banded together. And they banded together and said, we are going to fight for our rights as people, as individual fucking humans, that you can't treat us like chattel and fucking garbage. Yeah. And, and how much more democratic is it that? It makes me so that they, fucking mad. That yeah. they, I mean, people talk about the corruption. Yes, there have been problems in unions. But how much sure. more democratic is a union where it's a collective of like-minded people working towards a common goal who collectively elect a representative? I mean, it's not fucking, you know, like, like we elect a president with all, you know, uh, electoral college and all that bullshit. But they, they collectively elect a representative to speak for the collect. I mean... Isn't well, that fucking democracy? Well, and I'll, be, I'll be one of the first people to say that, yeah, there have been unions who have become corrupt, who have had corrupt leaders. Yeah. But that still doesn't change the fact of how the fuck did these unions come to be in the right. first place. Right. J.P. Morgan, John Rockefeller. These unions yeah. were created Randall by first. people who got tired of being shat upon. Yeah, right. that's, why why a, that's why you have a 40-hour workweek. Work week. Right. Right. That's and why a you minimum have a wage. Work week. That's why, why you have, have a minimum wage, minimum wage, child labor laws, weekends yep. off. Yep. I mean, all kinds of shit that were that were put in place by unions, by people standing up for their own rights as a fucking human being to not be treated as a slave See, and or the, a serf or somebody who can fucking work for minimum fucking just just barely scrape out or eke out an existence to these corporate owners who would otherwise treat them as total fucking shit. See, and I'm, I'm millions gonna, and billions of dollars. And I'm going I'm to expand this a bit more into overall government. And and the idea, okay, you know, the libertarians and, and that, the people of that mind complain about the size and scope of government, but they they seem to think the government just sprang up just because a whole bunch of people in Washington had nothing better to do. That the EPA exists, not because it needed to exist, but because there were a whole bunch of people and they were just sitting around twiddling their thumbs and they had a whole bunch of taxpayer money to spend. (laughs) And so, okay, let's start up the EPA. Yeah. No, I mean, the the government programs, both federal, state, city, whatever, they exist because something – there was a catalyst, something – Required the creation of that program, right? Like the EPA, to you know, Nixon put in the EPA back to regulate because we had fucking acid rain, like you know, because of course we can't affect our atmosphere, our uh, you know, our our, uh, atmosphere is too big for environment is too big for us. uh, But we had fucking acid rain falling down, so obviously we can. And you look at life before unions, before the EPA, before OSHA. When they were fucking hiring child fucking labor, yeah, working them to death, 
The Industrial Revolution? Yeah. Not worrying about whether or not their employees were fucking dying as they're working in the coal mine or on yeah. the... Or on the... Yeah. Out in the fields or, or wherever, it didn't fucking matter to them. They could hire somebody else to replace them. And if they, you don't, if you don't know, just look this up on YouTube. There's a great series. It's a three part series called Filthy Cities, and it's by the BBC. He does Paris, New York, and London. Three cities, filthy cities. Check it out. Then you'll understand exactly what we're talking yeah. about. It's all industrial the, age and how they live. I'll have to the unions, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. The unions, cities. yeah, okay. The unions may not have always been perfect. Government programs like the EPA or or, or any other government program, right? Unions may have not, not be. Always, they've the not VA, always been perfect. The VA is not perfect, and and it needs improvement. It needs modern modernization. Yeah. Things and like we that. We can get into the all IRS, kinds of other discussions can, about why can, the VA is a broken system because right. of their their lack but, of fucking funding. But are we saying yeah, that because, that, uh, that it yeah. should just go away, or should it be? I mean, it's there for a purpose. The VA is there for a reason. Right. The EPA is there for a reason. The IRS is there for a reason. Maybe it needs improvement, but it doesn't need to go away. It was created for a reason. I think the IRS needs to go away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. Kidding. It was I'm created not, for... Dan works there. I'm just it has, it has a reason. It wasn't created because a bunch of people... I don't know of a single government program, and I challenge anyone... To, to show me a single government program or, or agency that was created out of the blue because somebody was sitting around with, no, with a whole bunch of government money that wasn't created because of some other catalyst. Blackwater. Right. That was created whole cloth. Black, but Blackwater is a government agency. It's a private it's company. It's an NGO. It's a private a company. non-government Organization. It was contracted. Okay. Yes, it was contracted. And it was Blackwater, born. It was born for lack of funds for other things. Fair enough. I mean, if we Blackwater if we sufficiently in, funded enough. our military, fair enough. But that's but that's but that's true. a bullshit organization. No, it is. Well, it is absolutely. bullshit. I mean, it's so fucking Cheney and Halliburton. Halliburton and oh, yeah, yeah. no but, doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no anyway, anyway, I was just I was trying to. Anyway, sure, but yeah, no. I, and what you're saying? Well, is okay. I, I, I would just, say I would I say to answer my own question, I would say maybe the second Iraq War. I mean that that yeah. was created out of the blue for no yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking reason whatsoever, yeah, yeah, yeah. other than to pro, as a profiteer for. Well, it wasn't created out of the blue. I mean, it was created out of Bush's orchestration of the 9/11. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> except it I'm was just, all no. I'm just fucking yeah. bullshit. They, they, they tried to kill Poppy, so we're gonna go after him. I'm, yeah. I'm not a truther. I'm just <laughs> trying to create. Okay. So I'm actually trying to take us out of the okay. f bomb. I know. And, and, I get yeah. no, really all, passionate and, and, about no, this. No, I know. Shit. And all three yeah, of us I can get like I, that. Government and, government is not always efficient. I understand that. It needs to be I improved. Mean, but gonna, it is absolutely necessary. Yep. We we have we just recently, just within the last couple of days, we have not renewed the federal highway. Uh, or the Federal Roads Act or Grant Act or whatever. It's it's the funding mechanism to build our interstate highway system. So now they don't have money to fix our fucking interstates and, and fill potholes and shit like that because now that's politicized. You know, I mean, just yeah. basic fucking infrastructure yeah. well, but, that we need a federal government to do. But but how much better is it than uh, a medieval despotism or a middle Middle Eastern monarchy? You know, even today, you know, what I how mean? much better it depends, is it? Better. It depends on the monarchy. I mean, if you well, have a monarchy in there, who, I mean, 
who is only out for himself and doesn't fucking care about how anybody much, else or yeah. doesn't care about improving no. the conditions how of much, other people. How much benefit does our interstate highway system bring to the economy of the U.S.? I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm just, I thought that was going to be a kind of a clear cut sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Bring us out of that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, Pick up a piece of paper and give us an article. Thought, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I was going to say if I compared it to like... The monarchy of Saudi Arabia, oh, or, sure. I mean, or Britain in as, the Middle Ages, then you guys would be like, as, oh yeah, sure, as of bad course as, it's better than that. Sure, but as bad guys, as we neither, have it, you both even with the fucking libertarians, that. we're better off than Saudi Arabia. Speaking of Saudi Arabia, <laughs> um, <laughs> Judge Kendall Sharp of the U.S. District Court for the Middle District of Florida has dismissed FFRF's free speech against the Orange County Orange County School District. I've not heard this one yet. I haven't heard this one. one. And it has nothing to do with Saudi Arabia. That was, <laughs> that was uh, another godless revolution. That was another wonderful segue. <laughs> Terrible segue. Uh, <laughs> wonderful segue. I'm, I'm learning. Yeah. Um, I'll read that again. Judge Kendall Sharp of the U.S. District Court for the Middle District of Florida has dismissed FFRF's Freedom from Religion Foundation's free speech case against Orange County School District. Okay, well, but what, what was, was the case? case? Right. Yeah. Okay. Who who was the reason? The reason he dismissed it is because the district has agreed to let FFRF distribute all of the literature it had previously prohibited. So it prohibited a bunch of shit. FFRF says, "Hey, you can't do that," and they're like, "Oh, well." Never okay, mind. we'll let you. So yes. now we'll drop the case. Right. So at first, it sounds like, "Well, fuck, why?" But then you read it and you're like, oh, okay, right. Um, in 2013, uh, FFRF and its local chapter, the Central Florida Free Thought Community, sought to distribute literature in several public high schools after the district allowed an evangelical Christian group to distribute Bibles. Oh, shit, uh, I hadn't even heard about that. So the Freedom From Religion Foundation told the school that if they let Christians distribute pro-Jesus literature... They must also let the atheists distribute anti-Jesus literature. I hadn't even heard about that The school said no, so the FFRF said, we'll sue you if you don't. Uh The school thought they were bluffing, and then when it turned to the (laughs) FFR... Oh, you're just putting us on. Yeah. Like an atheist group group is bluffing over a lawsuit. Come on. Seriously. And when it turned out they weren't, uh, which... The FFRF is a group of lawyers uh, (laughs) who weren't bluffing about filing a lawsuit. The school went ahead and caved rather than losing a lawsuit. Cool. Um, The now permitted materials include a pamphlet that the district had previously prohibited because it, quote, argues that Jesus did not promote equality and social justice, was not compassionate, and was not reliable or a good example. Other pamphlets that discuss what the Bible says about abortion and which, according to the district, quote, assert that God is hateful, arrogant, sexist, and cruel, will now be allowed. Uh, As will Robert Price's Jesus is Dead, which the district originally prohibited because the claim that Jesus was not crucified or resurrected is age-inappropriate 
for the maturity levels of the many of the students in the high school. Sure, but the Bible's appropriate. Right, right, right. Age, have have they read Deuteronomy? <laughs> yeah, or, 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 or Leviticus. Leviticus. Or Leviticus, yeah. I right. mean, come on. Judges. Or age, judges. age appropriate, yeah. or Judges. Any of the Old Testament shows. Or any, yeah. any, any the entire lot, fucking Old Testament. Of the New Testament stuff. Yeah. I don't like that. that I mean, Genesis. I mean, fucking yeah, Genesis. Genesis and, is horrible, too. And Noah. I mean, fucking yeah. getting drunk and passing oh, out and, naked. And Adam and I mean, Eve is, yeah. is immoral anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, this is good. Um, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so any actually, the article actually goes on to say an odd claim given that the district allowed the Bible, which is what we, we just said. Yeah. FFRF staff attorney Andrew Seidel. Isn't it amazing how obvious some of these arguments are? Yeah. And that they don't see him? Well, and that I've, they don't see him. Yeah. I mean, we don't even have to wait for you to finish I, I know. reading the article. It just it jumps right out how obvious it is. Yeah, this happens every week. And, they, and the Bible? Yeah. I know. This happens every week, and then I get made fun I'm of. Sorry, I'm cutting you and, off. Andrew's, I'm no, no, sorry. No, Andrew's no, I was was just bad ass, so, Yeah, he's, he's really cool. Yeah. Uh, he noted that the forum is now open to all comers. Um, quote, Satanists can distribute their literature. Muslims can distribute the Quran. And atheists can distribute books that criticize religion. Uh, there's a lesson here for all the Christians who fought desperately to be able to turn an institute of education into a ground for religious proselytizing. Be careful what you wish for. You just might get a shitload of it. Yeah. yeah and, absolutely. and here's the funny thing about that. And this is what drives me nuts about this. Every atheist I know knew that was going to be the outcome of this suit. This... this uh, Proposition, yeah, and the Christians couldn't see it. Sure, and, and and all of the atheists were saying, because, "Hey, look, you're going to get fucked in this because they feel privileged. They feel it's it's a Christian nation. Yeah, they feel like it's a it, Christian it's not, nation. Yeah, they true. are so blind to the fact that our laws are not Christian based. They're they're secular based, and but they don't understand that. They they think that. If if they're waving their Bible, then they have a certain privilege over everyone else. Well, and it's because they've been raised their entire lives to think that exactly. So, so, so when when does their God, who answers their prayers about their dog's hurt paw, intervene and help them with a critical issue like this? He doesn't. He doesn't. Doesn't happen. It doesn't no. happen. Never. The I've... atheists win again. Yeah. But you know, on the flip side of that, they say, "Sure, it doesn't happen, but that's just a sure sign of the apocalypse of the pending apocalypse." Or it's a all part of God's plans. I mean, yeah, it's all part of God's plan. God is challenging them. Yeah, you know, God. God is just—it's like the gay thing. It's just a challenge in their lives. Or the dinosaur fossils. I mean, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever you throw at them, they're going to find a way to rationalize it within the context of their belief system. Yeah. They're gonna, or they'll modify their belief system to make it fit. Yeah. I don't I guess. Know. I don't. I mean, it's. I mean, it's like the Louisiana and and the the um, and the uh, intelligent design, and the, or funding, fu- the funding the voucher thing in Louisiana, where they wanted a voucher program, school voucher program, and they got it passed. And so now, now parents could use state money to send their kids to Christian schools, 
And they were all of a sudden surprised when some of the parents were sending their kids to Muslim schools. Right. And it's like, wait a minute, we didn't mean for state money to go to Muslim schools. <laughs> right. That's, you know, a radical Islam schools? No, that's... And so they had to, like, scurry and jump through hoops. I don't even remember what the outcome of that one was. But, you know, I I don't know if they repealed it. I'd, I'd have to look it up. But that was a big shock to the fucking Christian legislature. Yeah, that, that, that's that's oh what my I'm God. saying. That's yeah. what's amazing to me is that they always only think that the laws are going to benefit them. Yeah. Every time. They, they have no ability to see how that's going to work for other groups. Ever. They do this all the time. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Well, and it's because it's because they have no concept of 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 any counter counter religious argument that would ever exist. Well, they, they live they, in this like I said, bubble. They, they, oh, yeah. they live their entire lives having this privilege where they have no concept of any other religion, any other belief system other than the one that they currently hold. Yeah. yeah. And so when that when shit like this happens, it's it's a complete shock to them to realize, oh my god, this shit happens fucking all the time. It it it's I can't believe that this would be a thing. Yeah, people aren't Christian. How can that even? That's that's not even within my frame of reference. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I, and I even our I, laws and our constitution, I I think they really think that, you know, I mean, we have a First Amendment freedom of speech. But but that freedom of speech that that's only for the Christians, and, and they're they're amazingly surprised when when anyone else non Christian also has a freedom of speech. Right. I mean, what? Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Our founding fathers were Christian. No, the, the First Amendment that that's freedom of speech for Christians. No, fuck <laughs> that. I yeah. founding fathers weren't actually Christian. They there, were, there may have been a few was, that were, but... A few of them were, but most of them were most deists. Most the significant ones were. And, and were they not. were... Uh, yeah, it's... I think they live in... Madison, they live in a bubble. They live Madison in a... And, ben, and Ben Franklin that were, were pretty much, for sure, atheists, right? Yeah. Franklin, yeah. Franklin and Madison. And Jeff, Jefferson, Jefferson was Jefferson, borderline. Deist. He was deist. He rewrote the Bible. But, but stripping but a, out but all a the deist, a, a, a guy who cuts out the walking on water and turning water to wine and feeding the multitude and I mean he cut out all, all of the all of the miracles any stuff. of the Christians yeah. today would say that's a fucking heretic yeah and yeah. an atheist yeah you know but and, honest, on and honestly I don't really give a shit I mean I, I'm, I'm nothing against them I mean they were great guys and all that. But they were fucking 200, what, yeah. 200, 250 years ago. This is our country now. I mean, they gave yeah. us a I foundation. Mean, it was a great foundation. Well, and but they, I don't, they, I'm not going to, I, I don't care. I'm not going to live my life or pass laws or anything based on what a bunch of old guys, a bunch of old white slave owners yeah. believed 250 yeah. years ago. This is our country now. Well, and I would argue that most of them wrote the Constitution knowing that it was a living document that was yeah. that was open to interpretation and to change. Yes. They yeah. didn't write it as, this is it. This is the last thing that will ever happen. No. This is the last thing that anybody will ever have to discuss or, or argue against. They wrote it knowing that times and culture... And, and social norms would change. Yeah, and, and, and they, they put in place a system for amending the Constitution yeah, yeah. just for that purpose. And, and again, I'm going to have to take 
another weenie middle position on this because I I agree that the founding fathers are probably over glorified, you know for sure. But at the same time, it's clear they had a lot of foresight because of the experience they had with the monarchy of England and the religion being tied directly. Yeah, to that's the that's why and, we became so, a thing, right? And so and so I think I think I'm kind of fitting in between there. I mean I think. I think they're overglorified. They probably weren't, you know, what the religious right wants people to think. You know, the revisionists like David Barton and those fuckers. Fuck that guy. Another guy I hate. And uh, but yeah. but at the same time, there's there's they had a lot of foresight too, um, in that it was a living document. They expected it to be ratified and, and yeah. amended, and you know, to fit the current living situation. One, well, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure even. As as bright as they were, I I don't mean to discredit the founding fathers. This but, is a godless revolution, dude. <laughs> well, <Okay>. no, I, <laughs> I don't. I I think they were really bright people. Although they all they all they really did though was build on on what other countries have done before them. I mean, sure. uh, they uh, took they took the best of what was took, available. Which they is, took which the is best all of the Roman Empire. Anybody, really, yeah, they took the best of the Roman Empire and some elements of the British and, the and Greeks and, and the Greeks and various other elements. But right, not but, to not to shoot them down. But I don't even as bright as they were. I don't think they could comp even they could comprehend a world that well, we live in today. Not. Of course not. Where where we have. We had the capability of destroying. I'm not talking about. No. I'm, I'm not talking about global warming. I'm talking about like nuclear weapons. Yeah, sure. Where we can destroy in a single stroke the entire fucking planet. Yeah. You yeah. know, or where, or where we'd have this, or where we'd have millions and millions of people living in on a fucking Manhattan island. Right. I mean, yeah, they but, had large population source, but, but they didn't have millions of people living on top of each other. No, but but I mean that when, changes the the equation somewhat. Sometimes. But when you're talking about the mid 18th century, mm. and you're talking about guys who had information that stretched to ancient Greece, and even some of like Jefferson had a Quran, you know, that goes to the Middle East, you know, and even today you have people that can't think outside of Alabama. Yeah. Well, yeah. So no that was doubt. a pretty good. I mean, that's a pretty open mind and a, and a, and a, a lot of uh, of awareness for the world they were in at the time. It was. Know? I and, so I yeah. mean, I I, I agree, yeah. but at the same time, I, you know, I think for the time they they still were pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, far better than what anyone else was doing. Yeah, I would know? agree. Well, well, yeah. and, and, and I think and that's why these, they. I think that's and I why said they Alabama, created. but I mean, and I'm not picking on a state in particular, but I'm just saying. No, it's okay to pick on see, Alabama. There's some really people fucked that up can't see there. outside of their own town, inside of an own backward yeah. state. Yeah, they they live I don't, in a I don't, I don't understand how NASA exists down in the South. I I really don't. I. They, they they obviously don't employ people down because they there. bring in scientists from. MIT I, they and must Caltech. bring in uh, people from out. I yeah. yeah. I mean, I would love to work for NASA, but I can't imagine working down there. <laughs> not, not for the budget they've got right now. Not for the budget. <laughs> well, should we hit one more story and wrap it up? Yes. Sure. We're pretty, we're pretty long today. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No. My bad. Fine. Uh, yeah, let's do this one. <clears throat> this one comes by way of Thomas Jefferson through Hemet Meta. Wow. Okay. Nice. For a segue. Interesting segue. <laughs> I don't know who Hamet Meta is. You don't know who Hamet Meta is? The friendly no. atheist? Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. 
Okay, I know him. Uh, yesterday, Dan Courtney of the Atheist Community of Rochester delivered an invocation at the Greece, New York Town Board meeting. This is uh, good for him. Yeah. I think I remember the Greece, Making New him York. the first atheist to do so at the, fo- uh, at the focal point of this spring's Supreme Court ruling. In case you need a refresher, from 1999 through 2007, Christians delivered every single invocation prayer at the Greece Town Board meetings. They weren't prayers to a generic, quote, God, either. They were specifically praying to Jesus Christ and the God of Christianity. Even after town residents Susan Galloway and Linda Stevens spoke out against the practice, the board only went with uh, a non-invocation giver at four of its next 12 meetings before going back to the preferred Christian prayers. As everyone knows by now, Stevens and Galloway sued the board over this and took their case to the Supreme Court, where a 5-4 to four majority ruled against them. Guess which five? Yeah. By the way. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, setting the stage I don't think for the Roberts government. chimed in there. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Thomas and Alito and Clarence. Yeah. Yeah, setting the stage for the government meetings everywhere to open with sectarian prayers at the speaker's discretion. The silver lining to the case was that atheists were not excluded from giving those indications, and no city could reject them. They could even give openly non-religious speeches if they wanted, though. So far, we've only seen atheists give remarks that are inclusive of everybody, which is the better route anyway. Um, So then comes Dan Courtney, who was among the first to sign up to deliver an invocation after the Supreme Court's decision. It took more than two months from then until now, but it finally happened, and Stevens and Galloway were there to witness it. According to the Center for Inquiries, De- Center for Inqu- Inquiries, Debbie Goddard, who was on location, the invocation was preceded by the Pledge of Allegiance, officially called a moment of prayer, and followed by a moment of silence. Um, according to reporter Megan McDermott, a large portion of the crowd began to walk out of the meeting after Courtney was done speaking, interrupting the moment of silence. And then it goes on to give the uh, script of of what he said at that, but I'm not going to read that whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was a big moment. You know, there was a window. There was a window there after mm-hmm. the Supreme Court ruling for uh, what they again the the short sightedness and the small mindedness of thinking that. Yeah, Christian prayers are fine, and we're just going to rule in favor of continuing that, uh, while not really understanding that that would allow for, say, Muslims or atheists to do the same. And or here Satanists. Was, or Satanists. Yeah, and here's and here's somebody who stepped up and said, "Yep, okay, cool. We're going to do it. You know, even though you don't like it, but that's how you ruled. So thank you." Yeah. So I thought it was pretty cool. I'd yeah. love to see a Satanist do it. I so would I. I'm that would that would be better than an atheist. I I I think it would too. I I think the more we highlight the absurdity yeah. of of the theist argument, I I think the the I I was actually thinking a couple of days ago. As I I don't know why I was thinking this. I was driving down the road. And I was thinking about the whole Jesus took the wheel argument. Okay. You know, Jesus. You know, Jesus is driving yeah, my car yeah, or whatever yeah. bullshit. I was thinking, wouldn't it be fucking funny to to use that argument in a speeding ticket? 
to say, I gave, I gave Jesus my, I gave Jesus, Jesus took the wheel and he's Jesus got a took the wheel. And, and if he chose, he does he, have a nail in it still. I mean, it's, if he chose to drive a hundred miles an it's hour, heavier than it would be otherwise. If he chose to, uh, who am I to judge? Who am I to contradict Jesus? Cause he decided to drive a hundred miles an hour. And, and I mean, how, how could a court, how could you dispute that? How can you dispute that? I, it seems like the more absurd lawsuits and arguments you put forward with with these absurd religious arguments like that, I mean, obviously that's absurd. The more you highlight how absurd every other, quote, rational religious argument is. Because they're, they're all fucking stupid, but they're only stupid when you when you compare them against the really fucking stupid arguments like Jesus took the wheel so I'm not responsible for your daughter's death. Yeah. You know? Right. Or Jesus entered my mind and that's why I had to chop my baby's arms off in the tub. Or, yeah. you know... Or fucking God the, came you know, down and then you know I had though? to kidnap Elizabeth Smart and rape her for nine months. You know what's funny, yeah. though? In those two cases we just brought up, the courts will rule insane. They'll rule insanity on that. Yeah. You know? But, they're, they're not going to say, oh, yeah, this is a rational person who's religious. No. They're going to say, I, that person's crazy. I mentioned this in, in, one, of our, in one of our first few podcasts that, yeah. you know, there has never been a case in United States history where someone has said... Well, Jesus or God made me do this, and they've gotten off scot free. Yeah, that's yeah. not a fucking defense. I think that was was that our third episode. It might have been. Yeah, yeah. Where? But how can that not be? Yeah. Well, it, it, you can't use I mean, it. If, as, you can't use it as you can't use it as a defense. And so, if you can't use it as a defense, it doesn't wh- make any sense that you can use it as anything else. Then why should why should you be allowed to use it the same defense to restrict birth control? Right. Yeah, or or anything else. Which yeah. is exactly why I thought when when I first read that SCOTUS had ruled in favor of Hobby Lobby. Yeah, I thought that everybody had been duped by some Onion article. Yeah, because it's it's fucking insane. I I and and I heard you saying that, and I I had heard the pundits leading up to Hobby Lobby, and and all the pundits were saying that. They were going to rule for Hobby Lobby, so I, I wasn't as surprised. I I was disappointed. I I wish they had ruled differently, yeah. but based on the the pundits and the Scotus the Scotus Watch, and and various other things, it, it wasn't as much of a surprise to me. Yeah, but it just was dis- amazingly disappointing. Horribly disappointing. Have yeah. you guys Have you guys seen that Vine where? somebody's driving in their car and that Jesus takes the, take the wheel song is on the radio. Yeah. And, and, and they Jesus let go and then he like comes <laughs> flying through his roads and like comes into the car no. and grabs the wheel. <laughs> that's, that's pretty no, hilarious. It's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well, that. yeah. That's good. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like the more super radically absurd lawsuits and, 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 any any attempt to use Christianity or use these religious arguments to fight against even stupid shit like a speeding ticket, the more absurd all the rest of the shit sounds. Yeah, and and maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe maybe that's a wrong approach. But 
I don't know. I mean, I mean, do I do I really want? If I were to get a speeding ticket, do I really want to go through all that hassle and and everything to try and to try and disprove religious arguments? I would say no on that on that example. I don't. Am, am I that really that devout against <laughs> religion? <laughs> well, no, but I, I, I might not be. I, I, I don't think know. I know what you're saying, though. But it's it's still tough because when when you go that extreme, um, even people who are sort of marginal believers will be forced to pick a side. Yeah. And if they're a marginal believer, you're going to force them to full on believer. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I see what you're saying. You know saying. I see what you're saying, but and, and I, I only say is that is that the inevitable outcome? Well, I mean, I, I'm kind of dealing the, with this with my son right now because he's 13 and he has a lot of questions. Mm. You know, he's got an, a, a, an atheist father and, uh, at least at this point, a super LDS mother, mm-hmm. um, and so he goes to church every week with her. And then he comes to my place, and it's just completely different, you know? And all of that kind of makes sense. But at the same time, if I was like, no, it's fucking stupid, and it's a whole bunch of bullshit, and Jesus never existed, and I did all that shit, and I was way to one end of it, then he's going to kind of go... He'll pull back. He's going to pull back and say, well, I mean, my dad's so far to one side that, you know what I mean? Like, So to him, the middle ground, which is going to seem sensible is going to still be religious. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm going to force him to choose. So instead of doing that, I just wait till he asks something, and then I just mm-hmm. kind of, well, you know... Um, here's what some people believe, yeah. here's what I believe, and here's or, why. Or, or I'll say, um, you know, I don't know the answer to that. I don't, I don't have to come up with answers for the attributes. I don't have to make up something to fill in the gap. Right, or, I, or, like, or like the last example was... You know, um, he was asking me how how do you how does science explain? Which, first of all, I'm not a scientist, but and science and atheism tend to get conflated, even though they're not necessarily. But anyway, yeah. how does science explain the fact that somebody looks different when they're dead, right? And I could give him a bunch of answers on the fact that you know humans are really tuned into reading uh, facial expressions and body language and blood isn't and, pumping through your system. Right, all, all, all these kinds of cues that we're used to getting and subconsciously that we don't even pick up on that are not being projected from a dead body anymore, mm. and it looks odd to us. And I could have said that, but instead I just said, um, "Well, I don't have to explain that." You know, um, like if so, if I was going to come to you and say, well, the thing about Bigfoot is that they really love to give their toddlers piggyback rides all around the forest. And you would say, well, how do you know that those attributes about this character even exist when you haven't just you haven't even proved that the character itself is even out there? Right. And so I say, so it's a shifting of the burden of proof. You know, I, I don't have to explain why that stuff seems weird you have to show you know somebody else has to show me that there's a spirit to leave the body that makes it look weird which is what i knew he was getting at yeah you know so so that's what i do i just say well you know i don't know and that's fine because it hasn't been shown to me do you see what i'm saying so i think going to a crazy extreme 
pushes somebody a little bit, you know, or forces them to make a decision. And I, I think sometimes it's a little better to take a more delicate approach and just kind of, and kind of let them sort of say, oh, okay, well, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, he's still kind of in the middle, but I don't know. I'm mean, not always, but, but yeah. I think I think sometimes. No, I I I I I I think I get what you mean. Well, and I empathize because my eldest daughter has recently returned to the church, and mm-hmm. and she's even old. She's twenty three, and. It's it's a delicate act discussing it with her because yeah. she she doesn't like to be challenged right. on her beliefs no, or her faith. No no one of of true faith does like to be challenged. Right. And and so I have to walk a very she's a very liberal Mormon, but well, but she is still Mormon. And and when I talk to her about like the Megan Kelly Kelly thing and the ordained Kate women Kelly. or Kate Kelly and the ordained women thing. She spewed off all the talking points about, well, they just don't understand the real role of women and how powerful women are in the church and that they really hold all, wield all the power of the church. I'm like, and I, I really wanted. Again, can she get into the celestial kingdom unless no. her husband calls her there? And I no, wish she can't. And, and I actually didn't know that we just, argument we when happened. we had that discussion. I wish I'd known that. That would have been. I, I'm looking forward to the next conversation with her. <laughs> but it's it's very. I have to. I have to walk on eggshells with her. Yeah. And and she's even older than your son. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it's 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 a very delicate balance when you're dealing yeah. with with that situation. And I've yep. I've never. I've learned. I, I I've, I've learned. I can't put. I can't push it that far. Because yeah. the more I push it, the the more they push back, and and the less they listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. So. I've been they, they, I've been fortunate enough to to have raised a couple kids who, throughout their lives, I've always you know whenever they had a question, if I had an answer, I would give it. If I didn't, I would say I don't know, but let's find the answer together. Yep. Yep. And and I've I've raised them to. To know that they don't know everything and they don't have to know everything, yep. mm-hmm. and and have provided them with resources and skills and knowledge to know where they can find answers if they have a question about these types of things. See, and, the, and the problem with my kids who are raised in the church is that they don't have questions. Oh, there, there yeah. are no questions. It's it's all they've been it's given a, all the answers. Ahead they've of been time. given all the it's, answers yeah. already. Yeah. Yeah. So. And and my youngest my youngest has moved away from the church, um, and I wouldn't say she's atheist. I would say we we don't talk about it a lot. I, w- I would say based on what she what I've seen, I would say she's a deist um, at most. But you know, my oldest has gone back to the church. I've i I'm I think I know why, but but. They they already have the answers, so it's it's not like there are any questions about why why you know people look different when they're dead or or mm-hmm. where we go when we die or anything like that because all those things are answered. So I have no. It's not like they come to me for answers. Yeah. You know. So I'm I'm always fighting against the inherent indoctrination they've had their entire fucking lives. Yeah. And that's that's it's it's a delicate thing i have to deal with because what, what if you ask them 
What if I asked them? Well, or I just what mean, I, I, just mean I mean, if, if they're not going to bring it up, I mean, what if, what if you were to say, um, you know, so what, what happens when you die kind of thing and express a little bit of interest, then yeah. they're going to open up. What about, well, and, what about and, when dogs die? Right. Well, and, yeah, that and kind, I that kind of thing. I have engaged them in that, and and like like the ordained women thing, I brought that up with the two of them, and that's when my my eldest starts spitting out the the talking points, the church talking points, mm. and there's there's only so much I can challenge her on without her Shutting walls down. going up right. and and all that shit. Right. So, so I would I would just say oh. Oh, cool, cool. Where do you find that? Yeah. How do you know that's where do you work? And that's, I, look that up? I think that's that's one of the biggest things that I've learned with a lot of different people. When I challenge them on their faith and they start spewing a bunch of different bullshit, is to just start asking them yep. questions. Yep. You know, ask them questions that it keeps them in. It keeps them ask in, them questions that that then they have to actually think about an yeah. answer rather than me providing an answer and yeah. saying this is what I think, this is why, blah blah blah. Ask them challenging questions yeah. where they have to actually stop for a second and think for themselves to find an answer. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's it just a, seems like that sales technique, really. Yeah. It just yeah. seems like that always ends up devolving into. Yeah. Well, you should just ask God. <laughs> you should just pray. You should just pray to God. Right. Because that's which, the ultimate answer to anything. And if that, God gives me one answer, but provides somebody else a different answer, is that that God is being inconsistent, or no, which no, one of us is interpreting? No, it's, God's it's your word fault for not interpreting. But, it and then, how do we determine which which version of God's word is actually correct? But the right. but the first problem with that, even before then, is you have to have a belief to even ask. You True. have to start with a belief in God True. to even pray to Him. Yeah. Because otherwise, what the fuck are you doing? Otherwise, uh, otherwise you're just spitting in the wind. I yeah. Mean, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, myriad of, of issues there. This has been three hours. Oh, shit. Jeez. It flew by. <laughs> you guys are fun to hang out with. This, this is cool. I, like I said, I just fucking it's, love I just, this, This is fun. It right? is. I know. I, I look forward to this every I week. I hope that's I get what, invited back sometime. <laughs> that's uh, kind of cool. That's why I don't mind the 120-mile round trip. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, man. Like I said, I look forward to this all week long. Yeah, this is one of the highlights of my week for sure. Yeah, that's why sometimes I secretly like when Ryan is gone. Because <laughs> then we can then we can have a three hour episode. <laughs> is is Ryan the taskmaster? Well, I you know I mean he, yeah. A little no, bit, he, no, Ryan's, Ryan's really great. Though. We love having him. No, I, I, I've had some Ryan. nice conversations. Yeah. And, he, and he's so Ryan, much I better know. at the uh, equipment than me. What well, took you half an hour it, to, it, to dude, no shit. plug in this? It really, not to plug it in, <laughs> goddammit. Well, and hopefully this will sound okay <laughs> at the end of the podcast. I still I still don't know. And I'm, yeah, I, I'm fairly <laughs> sure it's on the it's on this. I hope right. so. I hope so well, too. I, I, I screwed Sarah. Otherwise, over. tomorrow we'll do another three hours. Either yeah, way, yeah, I've yeah. still had a great time. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, I went through true. a bottle and a half of wine, so yeah, that's always did. fun. You you killed it on that stuff, man. I I do like my merlot. 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 <laughs> I have been I, the co- color privileged Matt today. And I am the super colorblind. I'm the super colorblind ginger fucking bastard. 
Yeah. And and I guess apparently I'm the purple dragon. Perfect. Grant. I hoped you would say it. I didn't know if you'd figure, but you did. Purple, purple dragon. Okay, I'm the purple dragon. I'm purple dragon. Purple dragon filling bald guy, which goes well with the red wine that I usually drink. And as as anyone listening to this knows, I drink red wine. Color of the wine and his shirt. It's got to be a red because it's not a white. Yeah. Is anyone right, well, who knows me is listening to this? I do like my red wine. So, <laughs> well, thanks everybody. Next thank week. you, thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Yay! Yay! <laughs> bye, bye, bye. That's uh, a good time. <laughs> We're not going to have any intro music on this one. Oh my god! I like it. Three hours. Shit. Well, two fifty-eight twenty-nine. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of three hours. Yeah, yeah that's alright.